0: of Top Shelfers podcast, and I'm Wes. If you guys don't know already, grow the fuck up. Um, and with me today, an OG
1: to the Top Shelfers podcast. Hello, it's Calford. It's me. It's me. We back. It's been a long time, and I'm finally back. Well, I knew we were thinking what over a year almost? Yeah, probably something. No, <laughs> Brianna Morrison's birthday party last year. That was the last time that I was ever here oh that's right so that would have been about a year ago because I already had those one year ago today sound on my memories like a long time like a couple months ago so yeah. it's been over a year that's crazy that was the pizza night right I always get confused because there was like two or three pizza nights yeah because my drunk fat ass was like okay let's get some pizza like <laughs> <laughs> someone said hi who's that that's Bebert. my girlfriend oh oh yeah. hi what's up my how are Bert? you haven't met her before no no I don't think so She knows you, though. Oh, she knows me, though? Okay, she knows you.
0: (laughs) She's watched most of the podcast now. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Now, now, okay, yeah, she knows me. (laughs) So, I mean, over a year, a lot has changed. And I think, like, I know you have a lot of things you want to talk about. I'm very curious and also glad that you're doing okay, but you had COVID. Oh, my
1: God. That was something that... (sighs) Let me first of all say that I don't ever get sick. And when I do get sick... Like, three days, and then I'm back on my feet, and then, like, nothing ever happens. When I had COVID, I was sick for 19 days straight. Oh, wow. Could you imagine being so used to never getting sick, and then only being sick for a couple days, three days, and then, like, being sick for 19 days straight? Like, bedridden sick. Not just, like, you're kind of sick, but, like, your body hurts, you're out of breath, you can't really do anything, like, that kind of sick was so awful.
0: Oh, I've heard it's miserable. I've heard that you... It feels like you were doing a constant workout, like, of just, like, everything aches. Yeah. You're you're hyperventilating sometimes,
1: like, trying to get air in. Did you end up having the loss of smell? Yeah. So, I'll explain it from beginning to end. Okay. Um, So, she says, yeah, I haven't met you, but I've seen all the podcasts. Okay. So, when I had first got it, my third day back at work after being laid off because of the pandemic, um, I had worked with somebody...
0: And don't get me, I was always
1: careful, you know, always had my mask on as most of like most as I could. And then trying to, you know, stay away from people, things like that, you know, didn't get to close to people, whatever. But then the next day after that, the day that I actually caught it, so that was a Wednesday. Thursday, the person I was working with the whole week didn't show up. And I'm like, huh, where did, you know, so-and-so go? And they're like, oh, yeah, like his uncle tested positive for COVID and he just tested positive too. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, good thing I'm being careful, you know, and whatever. But then Thursday afternoon, I started coughing a lot more than normal. Well, I never cough unless I'm hitting my vape, you know. But right. I started randomly just coughing a lot. And I'm just like, oh, this is not normal, you know. Like, I was kind of freaking out and stuff like that. And then um, I came home, stayed away from my parents. And then uh, Friday morning, I woke up. Body aching all over. I woke up an hour before my alarm actually because I was hurting that bad. My whole body was burning up. My chest, my arms, my legs—like just really hot. Mm. The AC was on, you know, so obviously there's no reason for me to be that for me to be that hot. Checked my temperature that morning and I was at 104.7. Holy Dude. shit! Yeah. So when <clears throat> I didn't want to call my boss super early, but then um, sorry, my mom says, "How do I watch your?" Podcast. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say I'll send you a link. Anyways, so after that, I had called my boss and he was saying like, "Oh, like, did you end up working with so and so?" Oh shit! <laughs> I accidentally clicked the notification for the um. Anyways, so why won't it pause? Oh, it's live. Let me just mention my mom in the comments really quick. <laughs> this is funny. Why won't it tag her Hold on, wait. <laughs> Like, why won't tag my mom? From, uh, Look at this. So I pause, let me this just, is so, so ugly. Because... Wait, let me just share this to her profile. Um, yeah, that's weird. I don't know why I wouldn't tag. Okay, share, uh, friends. How the hell do I work this? Send in messenger. Okay, there we go. <laughs> no, so then I had called my boss. He was saying, did you work with so-and-so? And I said yes. And he was like, oh, shit, he tested positive. Like, you better, you can't come back to work unless you get tested, too. And I was like, well, shit. So, I woke up, I stayed up around 7.30 in the morning. I found a testing location in Farmington. And then I went over there, got tested. And then I was, like, on the phone on and off with the safety lady on the job site the whole day. Because she was really concerned. And she was really concerned that, like, apparently there was, like, a huge outbreak. There was, like, eight people that got it or Ooh, seven people that got it that same lot. week. Yeah. Going to take extra vitamins now. will giving me germophobia. Oh. <laughs> yeah, literally. But, um... So yeah, and then Saturday I found out, I had a phone call at eight in the morning, and Saturday I felt even worse. I had headaches now, like everything, like just cold sweats, like all these different like symptoms hitting me and stuff like that. And they were like, yeah, your test came back positive. And I'm like, fuck. So then I told my mom and dad, my dad started sanitizing everything in the house, you know, and then after that I was just like, fuck, well, what do I do now? You know, i basically just have to, the lady on the phone said just basically treat it like the flu like you're sick and I said okay and I'm like you know what Calvert you haven't been this sick in so long I don't even remember the last time I was that sick Right. but I'm like maybe in a week's time it'll pass and I'll be okay no you know the two weeks go by from when I caught it and I was still sick as hell body aches fevers, headaches same old shit and then at this point in time I started having shortness of breath so I would go to my restroom take a piss and then I'd be come back to my restroom or my bed and I'm like <sighs> Oh, no shit. <sighs> like, I'd be so out of breath. Like, and I'm just like, yeah, I feel like I just ran a fucking marathon or something. Like, and it was so shit. Like, even if I would get up to change my clothes because I would cold sweat in them a lot, I'd lay back in bed, like, so exhausted I mean, at that point. Like, and even being on the phone with my like, friends or FaceTime or whatever, or with the health department, I would have to catch my breath, like, every couple sentences. And it was like, <laughs> not to sound over dramatic, but I was like, fuck, am I going to die? <laughs> no, for real. I mean,
0: we i don't know anyone personally that's passed from it but i've had a handful of people who've gotten it in my you know circle and it's not a joke like it's for anyone who's out there who's like ah like it's not really that big or people are blowing it up like until you get it because i was i i wasn't skeptical but i hadn't talked to anyone before who had gotten it but i finally did they're like dude it's it's miserable like i
1: can't even function i feel like i'm two minutes away from dying for most of my day yeah literally and so like and the, what? okay what really made me really angry about this whole situation is that so the hr for my company that i worked that i worked for um she was calling me like right after the day the 15th day after my you know my the whole two weeks bullshit she called the day after my two weeks and she was like Oh, she's like, so can you come back to work tomorrow? Like, it's been two weeks and this and that. I'm like, Home girl, I've still got a fever of 102. Like, what do you mean? Like, can I come back tomorrow? Like, and she was like, okay, okay, you're still sick. I can hear that, whatever. And obviously, I'm over like, out of breath and shit. Right. And then she calls me back the next day again. And she's like, can you come back tomorrow? And I said, Dude, I'm like, what makes you think I can come back so soon? She goes, Calford, it's been two weeks. Like, you should be okay by now. I said, dude, just because this virus quarantine time is two weeks minimum, that doesn't mean this. Minimum. I had this, yeah, that doesn't mean that this timer in my body is going to make me all of a sudden better in fucking 14 days. So then after that, I I low-key, like, kind of flipped out on her, though, that, that day. Like, I kind of, the way I, the way I re- like where I just told you that was a nicer way, I was like, right. what the fuck? You know what I mean? And so then that next day, a different HR who's based somewhere else for the same company called me dude and he was like, "Hey, like, you know, it's been more than fourteen days." And I said, "Dude, why do you guys keep fucking calling? Like, what are you guys so eager for? Like, I'm fucking over here, so dying. Like, I don't know. That's that's what made me really mad. Right. And that's when I kind of started seeing my company differently. After that, I'm just like, damn. Okay, you guys really have this front, like you care so much for your employees and stuff like that. But it's like they can hear how sick I am on the phone. But I don't know if they are told to do that. I don't know if that's their job. I I don't know. You know, there's a lot more to it than I understand. But I'm just like, if I'm sick, I'm fucking sick. You know, like, I can come in and cough on everybody and get everyone else sick again, you know, like... Well, that's the thing that I...
0: Especially early on, like, now that we're getting, what, eight, nine months into this, there's more information and more understanding. But those early, like, three, four months, there was so much miscommunication and people like the whole 14 days thing had nothing to do with how sick someone could be that just meant 14 days of like okay he's been gone so he might not be contagious but you could still be sick as fuck and if you're still sick as fuck you're still contagious yeah. so i mean it's it sucks that it sucks that your company didn't want to see the value in you over yeah. the value of like the job, three work days or whatever exactly. else it would have taken.
1: And what's funnier is I had that same HR lady call me again, like a week later, and I was I was still sick. You know, this was towards the end of my um, towards the end of my um, sickness, but I was still sick. And at that point, I was so irritated and so frustrated with her. I had my mom call her because I mean that sounds a little like some little bitch shit to do, but I'm like, you know what? Like my mom will not hold back. My mom will tell her how it is. Obviously, I tried to tell her how it is. But I was like, "Let me just have my mom talk to her and like, whatever." So I sent my mom her phone number. I said, "Call this HR. Let her know what's going on. Let her know that you guys are up late taking care of me. Get, you know, feeding me whenever I need to be fed. Things like that. Right. Like, tell her how it is." And it's so, like, my mom, my parents were going through it because they didn't catch it, but they were um, taking care of me. You know, they would stay up late. You know, and they'd be like, "Okay, well, let me know when you fall asleep so we can go to sleep too." You know what I mean? Like, so they were just so exhausted too as exhausted as I was because they were always up super late and my right. mom would be up late or my dad would be up late and if I was hungry, they would make me food or whatever, leave it outside my door. And then, like, finally, they she had finally, like, like let off, like, let go of the HR. Like, she'd, like, let go. Okay, and she basically said, can you give me an estimate on when you can be back? And I said, okay. I said, for right now, I'm still sick. Let me get better and I will call you. Give me a week and a half max because I, I don't know how fucking sick I'm going to get. Right. I don't know if that was just the tip of the iceberg and I was going to get more sick, you know? So, she agreed. I ended up taking a whole month off again because of this whole coronavirus bullshit. And then, when I came back, before I got coronavirus, my first day back at work, I was so happy, so happy to see all these old familiar faces and so, like... Ready to get back into the you know the whole grind, but then when I had coronavirus and I was off and I came back, I was like, Puck, I don't want to be here anymore." <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you on that. Yeah, so I was I was just so like done with my job at that point, but I don't know, I stuck with it from like July all the way until just a week ago. So, yeah, that's how it was. But it was funny because I lost my taste and smell, and I was so mad about that because my dad was making like steak, oh. shrimp, like all this good ass food, right. And my dad never cooks like like that all the time. I mean, he cooks, you know, every day, but he doesn't cook that good all the Mm. time. So I'm over here, like, eating all this, like, good-ass food, but I can't taste or smell any of it. But then I had the breathing problems for about four days, I think. And then I woke up one morning, and I was tired. Literally, this storm just passed over and i was like oh have you had anything that's still lingering like no no that's good no fever no body aches nothing i just woke up one morning and everything was like like i was like nothing was ever wrong because i've I've heard like even Uh, some
0: people said that you know months after getting like if they were like one of the early people they still have like either a permanent loss of smell some people said they lost some taste yeah
1: i read that online that you can lose your smell or your taste or both for life. Yeah. So when I was reading all about all that stuff, I was so scared. my mom was like, "Mom, I don't want to lose my smell and taste for life. Like, what the fuck?" And right. You know, she was like, "Oh no." She's like, "You'll have to get it back eventually." And I was like, "I don't know," because I, my, my I think my third day of having it, after getting tested, that's when I lost my smell, my, my smell and my taste. And then, I think, four. Actually, I lied. Never mind. Four days after I got better, that's when my taste and my smell started to get like, come back. Right. What about working out? Is that harder? Is that harder that it was before you got sick? So, I, I don't work out. <laughs> <laughs> but um I do notice that sometimes, like, going upstairs at work at my old job, I could go up two flights of stairs and, like, be okay. You know, I'll be a little <laughs> out of breath. I'll be kind of like catch my breath and then I'm fine then I, I'm okay but I noticed even going up one flight of stairs for some reason it just like I was like oh my god like that was like kind of hard mm-hmm. I don't know how it is now but I had a one of my co-workers who had it when I had it we were going upstairs together and he was like fuck I think that virus fucked me up and I'm just like same <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you got laid off is that in March
0: yeah, yeah. so was that a paid or is Like, completely
1: off the payroll until they got that going. basically what I found out was that because of the pandemic, the entire, like, the whole job set I was on had to minimize their workers. Mm. So, they had laid off a lot of people. And my company's not the only company there. There's, like, a lot of other companies who are also laying people off, too. So, I was one of the unlucky ones. And it was basically... Like, I got fired, but I was laid off. Like, I still got unemployment and stuff like that. Right. But it's like, when I had came back, I had to basically rehire, re-drug test, redo orientation, redo everything. Mm. And the superintendent was like, why do you have to redo all this shit? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. like, he's <laughs> right. like I don't know. He was like, you were furloughed. Like, you should just come back because if nothing was wrong. And I said, I don't know. I don't. I couldn't tell you that. You, you probably should know more about this than I do. Yeah. <laughs> So that was kind of a, a hassle. Was doing all get basically starting a new job. Mm-hmm. So you no longer with the company. Is that does that have anything to do with coronavirus? Yeah. No, I actually left the company by choice. Oh, okay. Because um, so the the job that I'm at, she says, "Oh, that sucks." Yeah, it does. The job I'm at um, is basically coming to an end, as in the construction and everything is almost done. Right. And they had kept. A certain amount of people on that job site and transferred everybody else to other job sites. Because the company I work for, we have three different job sites in all of Utah. Mm -hmm. And one job site is a data center they're building in Sandy or South Salt Lake, somewhere like that. And then another job site's in Eagle Mountain. Oh, wow. You know how far Eagle Mountain yeah. is. Maybe so for those of you listening who aren't Utah locals, that's what like a forty-five minute drive. No, when I put the address on my phone for orientation, <laughs> it said an hour and twenty-five oh, minutes away. Jeez. Because it's not like it's not like right with Eagle Mountain. It's like deep in the pussy of Eagle Mountain. Oh yeah, so you're talking yeah.
0: off the freeway and all the way yeah back. all the way
1: west yeah, yeah yeah. So
0: deep in the pussy. Of Eagle Mountain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, okay, so then, like, my my, my superintendent called me. He said, like, hey, you got transferred, and, and that. Like, I'll send you the address and whatnot. And I was like, okay, got the address. And I was like, ooh, I'm like, I'm a child. I don't know if I'm going to be able to drive that far every yeah. day there and back. And then I had told my boss, I said, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't want to drive that far for work. I was like, how come they're transferring me? Like, they know I'm a local. They know that I'm here, like, 10 minutes away from where I work. Like, why can't they just keep me? He was like, I don't know. I don't have control over that. And I said, Fuck. So then I told the HR, one of the HRs, not the bitch. Yeah, not but, the bitch. Yeah, but the nicer one. He's like some Colombian guy. And he's very nice, very understanding, very respectful. And I just basically told him, like, hey, like, I'm sorry, but this is too much of a drive for me. Like, is there anything you can do to get me to that job site that's closer to where I live? And it's not closer, but it's 20 minutes away. But still, you know, like, it's not, not... an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. And so then I was like... He said, okay, he was like, give me some time. He's like, oh, I will see what's going on. I can see if I can transfer you to that other job site, data center, or whatever. And I said, okay, sounds good. And the next day, he had texted me. He said, hey, unfortunately, that job site is all staffed out, and we really need people at the Eagle Mountain job. And I said, of course. Right. <laughs> so then I was kind of like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? And I will admit, this is wrong on my part, but I just didn't text him back. <laughs> cool, because it's like it's already been, like what, like three days, two days since that time? Like I'm like okay like they obviously know i'm not showing up you know so right. whatever and i kind of just had this fight in my head this like argument with myself like just don't text back or oh my god text back or oh my god like what are you gonna say and then the next day the third day that i didn't show up at that job i had one of the hrs call me the bitch and i was sleeping because at the time i was still hurting from my wisdom teeth mm-hmm. so i was always like either jacked up on my pain meds and they would they knock me out you know so right. i just fall asleep she tried calling me sometime at, like, I think 11 or something in the morning, but I was sleeping. So then around, like, later that day, I was just kind of like, hey, like, I tried to call her back. She didn't answer. Okay, whatever. Maybe she's busy. Texted her. Hey, sorry. Like, I was, my pain has knocked me out, this and that, like, whatever. Like, explained myself and my end, and she was just kind of like, oh, I had some questions to ask you about a situation that we're investigating right now, but I got everything I needed to know. And I said, oh, okay. I said, what was the situation about? I'm like, I want to know now. Like, yeah. Whatever. And she was like, it's okay. I have everything you need to know. She goes, it's none of your business anymore. And I said, oh, okay. So if it was none of my business anymore, clearly it was my business if you're going to call me right. about it. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not my business, then don't fucking call me about it. For real. I mean, that's that's very unprofessional on her side, yeah. too. Like. yeah. And so, at that point, I was just kind of, like, I was arguing with her over text, like, that whole morning, which, or that whole day, but, but at this point, it's, like, the next morning, my fourth day, not showing up at that job site, and then I went into my parents' room, and I was so pissed off and just so heated about it, and I was telling them everything about it, and my mom, like, she was not understanding about it. She was like, oh, my God, just let it go, just drop it, but this isn't the first time she's been a bitch to me over the phone, you know? So, I'm like, no. I was like, I'm going to let her know what's up. Like, don't talk to me like that. And, right. Like, think it's okay, you know? Because, like... <sighs> This is a sidetrack side from the story, but there's a lot of guys who, oh my God, Nick, I love Nick. <laughs> so um, I have a lot of guys who've met her because she's based in Colorado. Okay. And the, the guy HR, the nice one's based here in Salt Lake City. I don't know why her Colorado ass is always calling me about stuff when the guy should be calling me, but whatever and i've had a lot of guys who are transfers from denver who have met her in person and they're just like all they have to see is oh yeah she's so hot oh yeah she's fine as hell oh yeah she's a badass like they just say all these things about her but like which there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with someone thinking that someone's hot right but i feel like in her head she has this power that she thinks she has oh like everyone thinks i'm hot you know what i mean like i'm a fucking bitch like i can be a bitch and a lot of guys i've talked to about her they're always like yeah like um yeah, she's hot, but she's a bitch, you know what I mean? And I'm just kind of like, okay, like, so I'm not obviously I'm the only person she talks to like that. Right. But little does she know, I don't like girls, so <laughs> I'm not going to be submissive towards that, you know what I mean? Right. And I think that's kind of what she didn't like. I feel like she didn't like that. And so then when she, my she called me back when my parents were in the same room as me, And I was talking to her, asking all these questions, like, what was the investigation about? And she was like, oh, it was about the superintendent and stuff like that. I said, oh, well, I think I know what you're talking about. I I have a couple things to say about it. And she basically shut me out, like, shut me down, like, like, as I was talking. Calford, it's not a problem anymore. Don't worry about it. And I said, you know what? I said, go fuck yourself. And then I hung up god damn <laughs> well you know what it's a long time coming I'm sure she probably needed to hear it oh fly. yeah and so she texted me right after that and she was like Calford that was very disrespectful that was very uncalled for and unprofessional and she's like trying to tell me off over text and I'm just like yeah like how does it feel to get hang- like hung up on and cut right. off and you know and then like I she was, I'm gonna write about this in your permanent company file. I said, you know what? Go ahead, write about whatever you need to get, write about whatever you need to that's gonna make your day feel better. I said, but don't forget to mention your shitty behavior as well. Right. And then she didn't text back and then I said, you know what? I said forget the file. I said, I basically I'm not even working right now. I was like, I should be at work right now and someone's trying to face me, but I don't know the phone number. <laughs> Should I answer it? Yeah. Ooh, I'm scared. Hold on, let me Send just. It. Hello. That's Boy. Oh shit! I didn't have your number saved, so I kind of freaked out.
0: I just watched some of your YouTube video.
1: Oh really? I'm on a live podcast right now. Just text me about what even you talk about, okay? Wait,
0: hey, let me tell you real
1: quick. What? Um, while I was watching your video, I liked your confidence and the way you presented yourself. It was inspiring. Ah, okay. Oh, well, thank you very much. It took a lot for me to post, so thank- it's nice. You? It's nice to hear that. I <laughs>
0: love you, Give me
1: Yeah, this is this is hey, the first hey, of hey, tell me out on the podcast. What's up? Okay. This is Jaron. my Twitter name. All right, I'll I'll tell you your name in a sec, but uh, As I was saying, it took a lot for me to post. Nick was like that stage. <laughs> um, no, and he Yeah, I'll I'll talk to you later. Okay, I'll call you when I'm done. Love you. Bye. Oh, he commented on the link that I shared 14 minutes ago. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my mom's watching. She said now she's barely watching. Oh, awesome. I was like, she asked for the password to my iPad, and I was just like, okay, here you go. And so I think they're on my Facebook app on my iPad right now. She would not look through anything though. (laughs) <laughs> Just kidding. I'm innocent. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so then she texted me that, and then I told her that, and then she didn't respond back, and then I called the other HR, telling him everything that had happened, and um, he basically sounded like he was trying to defend her, mm. saying like, well, she's a busy woman. She does this and that. And I said, I don't give a fuck if she's busy. I was like, "I anyone that treats a, a human resources shouldn't act that way. No. And so then I said, you know what, I was a like, matter of fact, I was like, who's your boss? Who's above you guys? Cause I want to talk to her now. And so then he gave me her name, her number, her email, called her up, told her everything. And a funny story, the boss of the human resources was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like, I'll have a word with her about it. She was very nice, very understanding, didn't defend her or nothing like that, you know, and was she's yeah, I'll have a word with her about it. And I said, oh, thank God someone in this fucking right. company can fucking listen like shit. like. But now I'm just living unemployed and I'm just. I talked to my aunt who does the same kind of work I do. So she says she's going to try to talk to her boss about on Tuesday because it's a holiday weekend. She says she's going to try to talk to her boss about getting me a job. So we'll see what happens with that in the next week. Right. And that's my story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it just. It's crazy to me to think because, like, you know, we don't need to say company names or anything like that. But, you know, your company's not just the company. Well, your previous company isn't just a small you know oh, business yeah. they're pretty large and it's crazy to think that they have someone who's in hr which hr is supposed to be a very a person you can go to about problems yeah that is level-headed that considers herself a bad bitch like that's yeah. not how an hr person should be conducting themselves because yeah. i don't want to talk to someone who feels like they have
1: power this, over me. Yeah. I mean, she does
0: have power over me, but I don't want to feel like she has power over well, me. Well, they don't even really have power over you unless they, like, they have power to say, like, hey, you can't act that way. Yeah. But they don't have, like, a... They can't just fire you for
1: no reason. Yeah. Or anything like that. And I basically, I had similar issues with my company's HR. Yeah, why are HR people so bitchy? Like, yeah. I'll admit, the guy HR who's based here, he's very nice, but... When he started defending her like that, I was like, okay, like, y'all probably have this little square, this little circle y'all got going on. Like, I need to talk to someone out of the circle above you guys. Right. Which I hate, acting like a Karen. I feel like like that was very Karen of me. Eh,
0: I don't think that it was Karen of you, because to be completely honest, like, there was no reason for her to disrespect you in the first place. True. So, I mean... That's kind of the problem that I foresee and I <coughs> you know hindsight's 2020 20, different things could have been said but at the same time like was it worth hiding how you actually felt
1: yeah you no. know and my first time I ever hold on someone said a group of us brought up an issue then didn't hear anything from them about the resolution yeah. <coughs> 50 who's 50 30 no no what's up man oh what's up yo <laughs> yeah and that's like the shady thing too is like i've heard of stories i'm not gonna name names or really get into detail with it because it's not my issue to talk about Right. It. i've heard of other people who told me stuff that they brought up to hr and then like never heard anything back about you know and i feel like in my eyes the way i see my company well the company that i was working for my company like it's my my <laughs> company um i've heard of people bringing up stuff about other superintendents who are complete assholes and jerks and then they never see anything about it they never see a change in the you know superintendents attitude and nothing like that so i don't know wait, 50 30 boo Gifty 30 50 30 i said i said 50 30 right yeah oh huh. i don't think wait she says gifty 30 boo 50 the try 50th try 50th 50th, try. oh, <laughs> I thought I said 50, 30. That's what I thought too at okay. first. My boss was getting on me for not cleaning enough lights on, With <laughs> wait, cleaning with enough lights on. I never said anything about being unclean. It basically just devolved into and berating. Being... Berating? What does berating mean? I'm berating.
0: Like, you suck, and you need to do better. Oh. Why are you like, like
1: berating? Like, just... Like, dis- Like, disrespecting you, but, like, continuous. I'm thinking, like, belittle, but. (laughs) It's it's close to that. Yeah. I went to my HR, and I said all of what he said to the main HR, and, oh, I'll fucking handle this, and he stormed off to my boss's office, and there were words being thrown. Wow. I mean, that's an
0: HR. See, that's the thing with HR is you want someone in HR that will bat for you, you know, that will, like, stand up for you. Like, you want someone who will be like, oh, that happened? Like, what the fuck? Instead of, you know, we got people who are Marty fo-
1: oh, well thank you for the follow. Sorry, someone had to just FaceTime me just now. I hate when I'm doing something and like someone people, like it's always when I'm busy and that's like FaceTime call, FaceTime call, phone call and I'm just like, Why don't you guys do this when I'm at home doing nothing? <laughs> 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 it's just, and like especially when I'm at work too, I all I, I, like I always have my phone do not disturb. The man in HR is like 6'6", oh Jesus, that's a big boy. I fear him. I fear him too. <laughs> is he single though? Just yeah, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sick. No, dude. Someone tall is like my dream, but that's not the point. So what I was saying was that, um, especially like when I'm at work, I have my phone on Do Not Disturb and the only, because you know how on well, on iPhones you can set it to Do Not Disturb, but set it to where certain people can call you even if your phone's on Do Not yeah, Disturb. Yeah. So I have like my boss, my mom, my dad, my sister, and one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And then I'll look at my phone after, like, two hours of not being on my phone. And then I'll have, like, all these missed face him calls. And I'm just like, y'all see my Snapchats that I have a fucking job. <laughs> like, you guys right. see that I'm busy throughout the whole day from, like, early hours of the morning. Like, why are you guys going to call me now? You know what I mean? Like, and then, like, when I get off work, I'm just like, okay, no one calls yeah. me. I just watch TV in my bed. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sub. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> six four <six> fifty <laughs> is <a son. laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, but yeah. So I don't know. It's just HR. I didn't know what like human resources. I even called my aunt crying because I'm the type of person who gets frustrated, and if I get really fucking frustrated and really mad, I will cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, I mean, because it's just an
0: emotional response maybe doesn't mean that you're sad it's just you're so frustrated yeah
1: so I was yeah. crying one morning or the same morning that all this had gone down and I was talking to my aunt because my aunt is a very professional you know she's a radiologist you know she's very like she knows about professionalism and work fields and things like that not necessarily construction like but HR is an HR you know yeah. like with any job and I was just telling her all of that. And she totally disagreed with everything that the HR had said. She said that she should not have acted that way as an HR. And, and I'm bringing it to all these people's attentions. And they're all saying the same thing. And I'm just like, okay, well, clearly I'm not in the wrong here. Everyone else thinks the same thing. So I didn't feel bad for what I said to her. And I just feel like now that I did that, like, I, when I first said that to her and I hung up, I kind of had this almost like instant feeling, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? But then after a while, I was just kind of like, fuck that, like, fuck right. your know I mean? Like, <laughs> So I don't know. Well, and I mean, I think,
0: the weird thing is, right, is it's construction. And I think construction is vastly different compared to a lot of different things. So I, I almost wonder if HR and construction does get handled differently because of the environment Maybe, you know because yeah. I imagine that if you're an HR in like a construction job you're dealing with lots of man drama angry man all yeah all the time you know which
1: that's very understandable and I can understand the approach on that but it's like you still have to be professional and you still have to act a certain way and it's like, and if I, me being me, with my gay ass and, you know, knowing that she's a woman, I'm very respectful towards her and I've always been nothing but nice to her. But from the beginning, when I my first ever phone call with her, she's always been a bitch.
0: Well, and I think, too, where the disconnect is, is they need to, tr- they need to remember it's case by case. If you start stereotyping, like, every call, oh, it's going to be some angry ass man doing angry ass man shit, like, you're going to fail as an HR person in the yeah. long run because... It is case by case, even if every day it's the same thing, like, where's my paycheck? Why isn't my money here? Or Whatever it might be, those guys are acting yeah. like a dick, like, yeah. whatever, but you have to be case by case, and you have to remember that every single person has their own personality.
1: Yeah, you know, and like I said, I try to be nice, I try to be respectful, but she just...
0: Well, I'm willing to bet that she's
1: probably... No, Sat and reflected after the hearing that. You know what's so funny, though? So yesterday, I think, or two days ago, I was, like, scrolling through, because I never get on Facebook that much, you know? But I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw she had just popped up, my people you may know section, ah. and I said, ooh, I was, like, this bitch. <laughs> and as anyone would do, I went and lurked, you know? And none of her stuff is private. Like, it's all very public. So I'm just kind of sitting there, like, I'm all about uplifting others, but if someone's going to treat me disrespectfully, I will return the favor. Right. And I was, like, looking at her stuff, and I'm just like, ew, like, this is what all these guys who have met her are talking about. This is what everyone thinks is so hot. And I don't mean that just to be a bitch. I mean that to be a bitch, but also because she's not that cute. Like, and and that that is very rude to say. I will admit. I do feel bad saying that. But it's like, these men who talk about her so highly looks-wise, I'm like boy, I know so many girls who are so much hotter than this. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they've never seen anyone hotter than her or if she's the hottest girl that they've ever seen, but I'm just like, this is, like, subpar compared to the women that I know, the girls that I'm friends with. Well,
0: there's a a thing that happens, at least that I've noticed, like, in guy circles at jobs. Because, like, where I work, it's prominently men. There's, like... I don't know, maybe like four or five women in my whole entire building. Yeah. And there's a thing where like after a while where you're around the same women, women enough, people become attracted to them. Because there's, yeah. there's a couple women yeah. who work in the building that I am, and no offense to them, they're great people, but like a lot of men always talk about, man, I wish I could. Or I just will, like you know, the guy
1: talk, right? And I'm sitting over there like,
0: I must not get out much.
1: <laughs> like yeah and don't get me wrong I don't get out much as either I don't get laid as much either but it's like I'm not gonna like lower my standards and talk about someone so highly I'm, I'm gonna for the coochie <laughs> oh my god you scared the shit out of <laughs> the coochie <laughs> oh shit hey welcome hey so, oh, skinny white boy what's up I was just saying you guys were on so I thought I'd stop by okay Damn. promote my only fans <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, hey, said, 'Hey, you're in the right. Everyone deserves respect, but you don't have to take that kind of shit from no True. But, do you have Do you have the OnlyFans now where you're posting only butt pics? Uh, not yet. Oh, that su- needs I'll to stop. be the thing. I'll subscribe to that. It's or, all pics. <laughs> <laughs> it's all pics. Three dollars if you subscribe for three months. Thirty Forest <laughs> OnlyFans. Three dollars <$3 laughs> for three months. That is, I will go Coinstar all my change for that. <laughs> Listen, it's about qu- quantity, not quality. I'll give you guys a sample real quick. Oh my god, please don't. <laughs> if every every but, day there's just 97 ass pics. Wait, hold on. No, Forrest, don't do it. We'll show <laughs> you the best yes, one. But if you want to send it to me after I'm done, <laughs> <laughs> that's you. <laughs>
0: Forrest! Oh, Chandler put that as a screensaver. <laughs> We were sitting next to each
1: other at work, and he's like, Hey, look at my screens. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, why? Where did you even get that kind of underwear? It's a Speedo. I bought it. It was Amazon. Even my gay ass doesn't know where to get stuff like that. <laughs> I just pull that shit up the ass, and then the best is Maria took that picture, so she had to see down Death Alley... <laughs> You know what's funny? I went to a rave like five years ago or something like that. And this is back when I was all like skinny and like loving myself and shit, you know? By way, and like a, like a, like just like a platinum gold like thong, like, and it was like up my ass the whole night. And <laughs> like my balls were kind of falling out of one, like, <laughs> I was, like, I, I, I. I, I uh, it was it was a big risky move for me but i'm like you know what i did that so yeah, I had some that's how that speed it was it pinches half sack and like, oh, yeah God. and it's so <laughs> ugly and that that was the first and last time i ever wore a thong so i'm like that's never happening I'm never gonna be we about bubble gum and the next <laughs> we spit it spit it on like hot concrete
0: that's what it looks like after a while all right we're going home <laughs> <laughs> bye it, it was
1: nice bye. seeing you yep i can make some glizzies glizzies don't get assaulted on your way home. Why not? <laughs> Some
0: glizzies. What's that? Hot dogs. It was like on a TikTok thing, like the glizzies. Like it's just hot dogs. I don't know why they call See, it. I don't get
1: on TikTok like that much. Yeah. Like I get on TikTok, but I don't get on it to know all the trends and all the little slings. Yeah, it was like
0: a... I don't remember the specific video, but it was like this guy in New York and he was... Walked through, like, a hot dog stand, he's, like, harassing this dude. He's, like, you got a glizzy, but no Bev? And he, like, talking about how he's eating a hot dog
1: with no drink. Okay. And then after that, it just, like, turned into this meme. Yeah. I get on TikTok if, like, it's super late at night. There's everything I was watching got boring. Yeah. No one's awake to talk to you, and I'm just, like, I guess we're going to get on TikTok. That's what I do,
0: too. Like, I'll get on it and just, like, if I'm, like, laying in bed and I'm bored, I'm, like, what's going on on
1: TikTok? Yeah. See, what's funny is I never would have gotten on TikTok because... I don't want to sound like a hate. Like, I wasn't like, oh, fuck that. Like, that's so gay. But, like, it, for me, it was more like, I just never got into it. You know, it's just. Yeah. And this is before the whole big TikTok craze happened. Because my coworker, who's 38, I think. He's like some old Canadian guy and he would and he's very smart, you know, as far as like history and math and like he's he's like a nerd. I don't know yeah, why yeah. he's in construction. He like he has like so many degrees and stuff like that. I'm like, hmm. why the fuck are you doing this for? Like <laughs> But no, he would be like, Oh my god, and like he would like say things to me that even my generation, like my what are what what am I? A millennial, a JT yeah. what when were you born? 90... 96. Ninety six. You're like right on the cusp. Okay, yeah. So he'd always be like yeah, like oh my god, that was so Gen Z of me to say, and I'm like, what the fuck does Gen Z mean, first of all? Yeah. And I uh, took that because of Wes. My bad, of course. But I'm no, Bobby. so then I'm sorry. I try to acknowledge when I see something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I hate when you talk when you're on someone's live or something, and you see something they don't. Yeah. So yeah. I try to. I'm acknowledging yours as a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I may look busy, but I'm still reading. No, but um. So he would always say these these kind of things, and like I'd be like. I don't want to say I'm dyslexic, but sometimes I have little dyslexic moments. You I know? Am, for sure. Yeah, and my my coworker was telling me to read him something, and I was reading it aloud to him as he was writing it down because I was looking at something, and then he like a couple minutes later he went up to double check. I don't know why because he thinks I'm dumb or something. Obviously I am because then he was like, "Calford, it was read like this. this like this is you got these two numbers wrong." And I said, "Sorry, like I'm so dyslexic." Like I said that as a joke, and then he goes, "Oh, like Bella Thorne," and I said how the fuck do you know a Bella Thorne like, <laughs> goes, like, How the fuck do you know Bella Thorne? He goes, oh, well, there was this TikTok and that's when I first heard the word TikTok and I'm like, what the fuck that's is TikTok? Hilarious. This is like last year when TikTok first became a thing. He goes, oh, geez. you know what TikTok is? Like, It's so fun. Like, I spend hours on there every oh, day after work and I'm just like, you're like almost 40 and you spend your time on TikTok outside of work. Like, all right so i downloaded it you know <laughs> and so then like i i downloaded made an account i think i looked at a few videos and then i didn't open the app for like five months and then this year like everyone's like so crazy over tiktok and shit and i'm just like okay whatever and then but still for some reason i just can't get into it that well you know yeah what I, mean?
0: I i think for me it's it's definitely a time killer which is good and bad yeah, yeah. Uh, as someone who's trying to create content it's great because I've posted a lot of like clips from the podcast, and then I got cats that like to do funny shit. And yeah, like so I have like 40,000 likes, and like a oh, thousand followers. followers. I was like, oh man, no, I wish, wish we're getting there. But as a content creator, it's nice because it's much easier to get exposed. Well, I guess exposes is the right word. It's it's easier to get exposure yeah. on TikTok compared to something like YouTube. Yeah, because tiktok algorithm is much more kind to youtube than youtube you know because i know how youtube algorithm works like it's very hard to get hit i was listening or i saw this thing yesterday that within a day's time there's 80 million hours of content uploaded to youtube in
1: a day in a day 80 Ugh. million hours. Is there even 80 million hours in a lifetime? <laughs> no, no, not even close. Like, <laughs> Damn, so you really got to get noticed to get noticed because if you don't get noticed, then you're wasting all that fucking time. <laughs> well, I mean, if we, let's see. How
0: many
1: hours is in 80 years? Oh my God, I'm not ready for this. 700,000. 700,000. There's 80 million, million hours of content uploaded to you every day. Holy shit! So, like, that's the one problem is
0: that's why a lot of people have flocked to TikTok and called the TikTok craze is because you could be like someone like uh what's her name, Charlie D, something or the other. She's like, she's sixteen or seventeen years old. She's a cute girl and she dances. Okay. Well, she has like I don't know now, but she was at like forty million followers, and she was on Fallon and all the late shows. And, you know, speculation about how much money they make is always up in the air, but...
1: My mom said she can barely hear us. Is there a reason for that? I'll double check to make sure that the sound sounds good on our end. They're watching on my iPad, and my iPad's relatively new, so... I don't know. Let me tell her to turn it up. Turn up the iPad, mother!
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're on Facebook, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's typing before I even said anything. Okay. It was probably set to low because when I was editing my video earlier I had the volume on low to see how it would sound if Yeah. Oh, she's typing before I Okay, so it's fine. Yeah. Okay. She says it is turned up. Huh. Maybe something's wrong. I don't know. I can bump it up a little bit for you guys. Yeah, I mean they're That's old, no so <laughs> <laughs> My mom and dad are very old, so <laughs> I'll bump up the mic just a tad Someone said, oh, it sounds fine for me, she said. Okay, there we go. Um, Forgot where I was
0: Oh, so she she's a cute girl, dances. Yeah, like she that, dances okay? like, you know, people roast her for being just some dancing girl, whatever. But um, there was a rumor that she, and this is just that she makes probably like 30, 40,000 on TikTok because mm-hmm. of the exposure that she gets. And I know that they said that she did a meet-and-greet where tickets were, like, $50 to get in to the meet-and-greet. And then she did, like, some VIP package where it was, like, a couple thousand and she would do a TikTok with you or something like that. And she sold, like, close to a million's worth. They're saying that she's probably going to be the youngest person to
1: hit, like... 10 million or 10 million revenue. My mom said, shut the fuck up about us being old. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's so crazy because like there's so many TikTokers out there. And it's like, because you know how when Vine was a thing, like what, six years ago, seven years ago? No. And it was so crazy how all these like Logan Paul and like all these like who are now YouTubers got famous off of Vine. And it's like, damn, I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Because like, I don't want to talk shit or hate on anyone, but they're not that interesting of people in reality like some of them are kind of shitty people and it's like i mean i can be a shitty person if i have to but for the most part like i said like i feel like i'm pretty interesting so it's like why hasn't someone like me get famous? well
0: so i doing this podcast now it'll be three years this winter season oh yeah you know and you know i'm still (laughs) out here grinding with small numbers but i look at it this way right is I can't predict what will happen in the future yeah the only thing that I can control is the content that I'm putting out so if I continue to put myself out there in the world who knows what may happen but if I decide like oh well shit there's so many people doing it it's so flooded the markets flooded like you know is it really worth my time and I stop I feel like the only thing that I'll have for the rest of my life is regret yeah you know being like oh well, what if I kept going it's like, what if this is the episode that, you know, gets millions of views for some reason? And because then like of, puts us both on the fucking charts. Yeah, puts like, us on the charts. And then, then what?
1: You know? And or like, we didn't do it and I quit like a month ago or something. And then, then what if happened. the next episode you did got you on, you know? Yeah. And that's the way I see it too, is like, I had, that's like one of my biggest regrets. Like, I don't have a lot of regrets in life. I have some regrets, but not a lot. Yeah. One of my biggest regret is never pursuing YouTube a long time ago. Same. Because if I would have like kept doing it since high school, I feel like, who knows? Maybe I would have been someone right now. Maybe I would be an influencer right now. Maybe I'd have all the money in the world to me right now. You know what I mean? But who knows? Like, And that's kind of why I posted that YouTube video because I feel like for me and my life and the way I am and how I put myself out there, I'm so interesting, you know? Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because one, I do know that for a fact, and two, there are do you regret the hiccup video? No, that Hell was actually, no. that was actually that's that's really gold. that was funny. That was I, gold. I think, I think when I first had seen it, and so when I like first watched it back, I was kind of like, Ew, I'm so drunk and <laughs> ugly and gross, but I, I don't regret it at all. Not because at all, it, it got them views. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at myself, and I'm not mad about for them, but no. But I, so there's a makeup page on Facebook that I'm on that my cousin actually, um, my dad's brother's daughter. Uh, She kind of created it herself and was adding, like, you know, her friends, some of her family, things like that. But now it has, like, three or four thousand members in it. And, you know, I don't... It was great. It was great. Um, But I don't do crazy makeup looks. I don't do eyeshadow. I don't do any of that crazy, like, crazy shit, you know? Right. I just do simple. I wear foundation. If I want to be extra over the top, I'll put on some concealer. I'll contour my face I'll do all that highlighting shit but for the most part I just go on there I go live I talk about myself my life my experiences I get a little drunk you know and I'll do my eyebrows things like that and people are so interested in me like I there was at one point I had I think like uh, almost 100 viewers while I was live and the comments were just flooding in like I had to like stop and like answer questions and read comments right. you know? and, and it felt so nice like being like that and like everyone was telling me like my last live I went on and I was like oh yeah like I my dad's brother's daughter equals your cousin yeah but, <laughs> you know I wanted to specify my you know it could be my mom's sister's daughter or my mom's brother's daughter so you know whatever you get you get it so yeah so like and I'm always like just being myself really you know whether i'm drunk or sober you know and right. i had talked about youtube this is like what kind of pushed me to make that youtube video that i made but like everyone was like yeah like you're so funny and you're so this and you're so that like you should just do like i would watch them and then i told you about the views i had in one hour and i'm like oh okay i've never in my youtube channel history have had that many views it's I a big deal life yeah so i'm like okay well that's a small milestone for me and i was kind of like really excited and like so like oh my god you know what i mean like kind of like how you felt oh, about yeah. the video the hiccup video oh yeah you guys had when i saw video. it hit a thousand i'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah like, like this is crazy yeah and so then like i posted it on my instagram my snapchat my facebook and i was sending it to friends individually like, links and stuff and the views were going up i was seeing comments and i was like Okay, well, I guess we're off to a good start. You know what I mean? Like, Well, and like what I said
0: earlier, I think maybe before we started, like, as far as people, like, I think you're more known than even you give yourself credit for because I know people who have been like, oh, yeah, I found the podcast through California And I'm like, oh, how do you know? I'm like, oh, I just found him on social media. Really? You know, yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. And they're like, oh, yeah, he seems nice. He seems funny. Like, you know, I... A lot of people know who you are, you know, which I'm sure there's negative sides to that too, because sometimes it gets annoying. like I've even noticed that like people are always up in your business, which can get bothersome, but at the same time, like, you know I it's about falling in love with the craft and it's about doing it for you. yeah, you know, and that's what I've noticed with this is like early on, I really think that I was doing this for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I was looking at this like, oh, I could be the next. Joe Rogan and make a hundred million from a Spotify yeah but then I started realizing like well I make money I make good money doing other stuff I could just quit this and live a fulfilled life like not worrying about trying to get famous yeah but it makes me happy
1: yeah and that's how I feel too like don't get me wrong like when I have a job and when I'm employed like I don't mind what I do. I genuinely love my job. Right. And I love construction way more than customer service. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. But and then I also like this morning like you know I told you I had an epiphany this morning and and during that time I was like, fuck, like I could be so much more happier. Not that I'm saying I'm going to happy I'm, I'm unhappy in construction, but I could be so much more happier doing what I truly love. As a content creator and as an influencer, I hate that word. I hate influencer and, and internet celebrity. I don't well, know why. They, they put like this negative twist on it
0: now. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's not really the case. And I really hate, like, I, 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 I always think about it. And like, let's say I was YouTube famous. I would hate it if someone said like, oh, one of your fans said this. Or if my friends were like, oh my God, you have so many fans. Because I wouldn't see people that way for no. me. I would see them as either internet friends or viewers. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how I look at this, too. Because, like, there's so many people
0: who have come into Twitch that are now people I either talk to or yeah. have on social media. It's yeah. like, they're not, they're friends. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's a tipping point, right? Like, if yeah. you get to, like, a, like, that's a Logan Like, 18 Paul, million yeah, subscribers, or you then, know?
1: yeah, they kind of do become fans. You can't have that single interaction with that many yeah. people. Yeah, And that's how it is, like, for me, like, in that makeup page I talked about... Like, there's a handful of women that I talk to who are either my same age or in their 40s who I talk to every single day. I have on Snapchat, I have on Instagram. I have their personal phone numbers, and they call me, and we talk, and this and that. And, like, we share each other's, like, tea with each other. Right, right. And and I'm just like, I don't want to see them as fans just yet, because that's not... that's. I feel like that's kind of degrading to them, you know? They're just, like, another person like me. But it's like... But that tipping point you said, like, if I did reach so many millions of subscribers. My tipping point is five. LOL, I can only handle five friends max. <laughs> oh, I wish I was like that because you know I have so many friends. But yeah, and I just... I think too, like, the,
0: f- the term fan, if I was following somebody and, like, I enjoyed their content but I was in, like, a communication with them and they just called me a fan, I mean, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. I think fan can only come from the viewer. So, like, I can say I'm a fan of Tim the Tatman, who's a big streamer on Twitter. Or I'm a fan of Beyonce, you know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then if you address yourself as a fan, then they can address you as a fan. But I feel like it's weird if the person that is the entertainer is like, oh, my fans, and it's not like this grand Beyonce, like, scale.
1: Yeah. I'd just be kind of like, uh,
0: I help like, pay your rent,
1: Mike. Yeah, like I know? subscribe to you on Patreon. Like I help pay your shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Like yeah, but my mom brought something up that um, three minutes ago. Uh, so she says, for the white men, relationships, relations are different about the whole cousin thing. Um, it's hard to explain, but in my in my culture, it's saying cousin and stuff like that is a lot different. Like when we have, we have different words in Navajo for like my mom's grandparents or my mom's parents and my dad's parents. Oh, okay. So we have different words and I don't want to try to explain that before but that's why I said my dad's brother's daughter. Gotcha.
0: So so we w- so I would just say my grandparents but you have or you could separate just names. Yeah, you, oh, okay. or you could just say your
1: cousin, you know. I don't know, it's just something in my head that I'm always like, "Oh yeah, like my mom's my mom's sister is this or my yeah. mom's sister is that or whatever." But I don't know. That's just I wanted to address that so she doesn't think that I'm like ignoring her. Either. Oh. <laughs> she's like messaging me on Facebook as she's watching, so that's why. But <laughs> Yeah, anyways, next next subject. Um, I don't know, what is the next subject? <laughs> well, I mean,
0: I I think that, you know, because I've got to know you through doing the podcast, right? And we've had, you know, silly talks and personal talks. And, yeah. you know, we have Patreon episodes that never went up because the talk was too serious. Oh, and, you yeah. know You know, it's not worth putting out there just because, you know, sometimes it's good just to talk to people. Yeah, and but, plus, like,
1: you don't want someone's business being dug up years later. Yeah. Like Oh, sorry. I didn't mean any disrespect. I just thought it was funny how many steps specific... took. Oh, yeah. No, I understand what you mean, but yeah, I I, I get to what you mean. I didn't I didn't feel any disrespect at all. My mom just addressed it, so I just decided to explain it. But, <laughs> anyways, um, I think that in
0: all honesty, and I, I I think that you have a lot more potential than you think, too, with being. I don't want to say an influencer, but someone who is entertaining. Because, like, I'll give you a perspective that you might not know. I watched the video of you doing dyeing your own hair white. Oh, and I remember it, that was an old ass video. I, I made that
1: private not too long ago. But yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I watched that whole video. I'm like, I don't know anything about hair, but like, that's kind of fucking fun to watch for some reason. Cause I was yeah, like, cause was it was all
1: time lapse. Yeah, yeah you know, and I was like, how was... the
0: hell is he doing this? I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, I would fuck this up so fast. <laughs> like, yeah, that patches of brown and white everywhere. Yeah, so like, I mean, I really do think that if it's something that you fell in love with and you like. You told your story because, like, I've never thought that you weren't genuine either when you come on the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, being your genuine self and showing people that, like, you don't find that a lot on on any platforms anymore because it's always a facade. Like, if you watch, who's that? My girlfriend's going to give me shit because I know that she likes them. Um, Makeup guy, super famous.
1: There's a lot of makeup guys that are
0: super famous. (laughs) (laughs) He's now dating like an ex basketball player. <gasps> Jeffree Star. Yeah. Yeah. I respect what he's done. You know, whatever his past is, is his past. But I don't know if that's genuinely him or a character.
1: Yeah. You know, like I it's hard to tell. Have you seen this Shane Dawson series about that he made about yeah. Jeffree Star? Yeah. See so yeah I I've I've known Jeffree Star since the MySpace days like and, that extra edgy days yeah like yeah. i remember i remember like following him on myspace like way back when i lived in arizona and a trailer when i don't want to say that we were necessarily poor but we had enough to get by you know but i remember being in those days and with my dial-up internet connection you know and like going through myspace and like being exposed to all of these i don't want to say crazy but different kind of people yeah and i remember like seeing all of that and like the picture of him throwing up Cheerios on the fucking kitchen floor, like, all of that. I just thought, like, at the time, I was like, oh, like, that's fucking weird, you know? But now that I look back at it, I'm like, damn, like, that's really what kind of got him put on top. You know, like, people love that for some reason, and people loved that edgy type of shit. yeah. And look at him now—he's a fucking billionaire who's oh, yeah. fucking living in fucking Hidden Hills, California, in a fucking fourteen million dollar mansion. Oh, I and saw his like, mansion video. Oh, his fucking yeah. dogs have a bigger bedroom than my house. Literally, like you his, know, like, like his whole like his whole living room is the size of my apartment. Yeah. so it's like California is one of the most genuine guests. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't want to eat my own ass, but yeah, I I, <laughs> I feel like I'm very genuine. Like I mean. I I have a lot of coworkers and some bosses on Facebook, and I just shared your link about the podcast, so God knows who's watching right now. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome if you're someone I work with that's watching, but Lord only knows who's watching right now. That I can't comment because they're not on Twitch, but right. it's, it's kind of weird because at work, I'm such a different person. I'm so quiet. I keep to myself. I always... Um, I always uh, oh she says I downloaded Twitch and now we're watching on the big screen oh they're watching on oh, the TV now nice my mom said that <laughs> <laughs> hi mom anyways no so yeah it's it's funny because a, a lot oh, oh my god that one that one snuck out <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times a lot of people who first meet me at work I'm not saying that I'm like so gay that I walk around the job site at a construction job and I'm like you know walking around with a Pride flag sticking out of my ass. Like, I'm not that kind of gay. You know, I'm very laid back and I'm very chill and I'm very not extra at work. You know what I mean? And so it's funny that, like, whenever I get to know coworkers who start working with me directly face to face and they start to give them, and, and it's always coworkers I feel like didn't like me, you know, or they kind of like give me a weird vibe or their energy's off when they first kind of meet me. Right. there, And then, like, they end up becoming my best friend, you know, and they always end up becoming like, there was this guy, I'm not going to give his name out. Uh now burps replace hiccups, literally. <laughs> but no, so there's this guy named Jane. <laughs> Jane, Jane. His name was Jane, y'all. Yeah. He doesn't have Facebook. He doesn't fucking. Know. <laughs> but no, so yeah, he was he. Not necessarily he was rude to me, but he just gave me this vibe that he didn't like me because of how I was acting towards my other coworkers who I'm comfortable with, you know. Yeah. Right. And so after I think like about a month of us working together on the same crew. You know, we're over here joking with each other. We're over here having dark humor with each other. We're over here, you know, he calls me on the weekends. Hey, what you doing tonight? Like, come to my house. We're having a game night. This is before the pandemic. Right. But, yeah, like, and, you know, now we phone call each other every once in a while. We always talk and catch up. He's not working here anymore. He's working in Florida for a whole different company. Oh, geez. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's nice to... It sucks that they have to get to know me to be friends with me, unlike straight heterosexual men who... Everyone just gets along, you know, when, when it comes to straight men. Well, you know, I, I think one thing that I've noticed, and how would I
0: put this? So I, I think that there's a disconnect for a lot of straight men where they hear stuff about, you know, LGBTQ or, like, other gay men where it's, like, this immediate facade of, like, whoa, I don't want to fuck a man. So I I've never understood why it's yeah. go, why it goes so fast to like a sexual thing when it gets exactly. talked about. Because like the reality is like, God, people are people. Yeah. Like, and it sucks that you people have to give you extra time because they're either not comfortable, I guess, or they're not like
1: they don't understand. But like, I don't know. I yeah. I I know what you mean. What you mean. What you mean. It's like. It, that's what i say like it sucks that they have to get to know me first and then they're comfortable with treating me like a normal human being you know what i mean and it's like it's sad that there has to be a grace period yeah you know because i've never at least from
0: my perspective i've never quite understood that because like i've had yeah. people in my life my whole life so like mm-hmm. who have either been in lgbtq one way or the other so like i've never understood the perspective of like oh, I'm uncomfortable around this person because they... They like men. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it's almost like an arrogant thing where like, oh, well, if he
1: likes men, he must like me. Ex- exactly. That's the thing I fucking hate, dude. Every time that someone finds out that I'm gay at work, and like I said, the whole energy and the whole vibe is off because they know that I'm gay. It's like, okay, there's this meme. I'll, I'll dig it up later, but it's like, it says straight guys be like, I don't care that you're gay, just don't hit on me. And it shows some ugly motherfucker from some <laughs> Tim Burton movie. All right. And it says like, but they be looking like this. Right, <laughs> right. So, but it's so true because then there's like some ugly ass guys that I meet on jobs and like, they're just cut, like they have that same energy. Like, I don't care if you're gay, but don't hit me. And it's like, bro, like, and I remember telling this one guy who was being weird about, so there, were, there was this one scenario, well, situation, where we were all taking break. This was like last year in February or something. And, you know, this guy, he was like, hey, he's like, my wife just got these peanut butter balls from Costco. Like, who wants some? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, like I'll try them. And then, like, I kind of just, like, was like, "Mm, okay. Because he gave me, like, he gave me homophobic vibes, you know. Mm. And then, like, um, he was like, hey, Calvert, like, you want some? And I said, I said, I'm going to figure, I'm going to try something out. Let me try something. And if he reacts badly, this might end badly. But let me see what he says. And I said, I kind of was like, oh, I guess. Like, I rolled my eyes, and I'm like, sure. And he was like, just try them out. And then he was like, dude, they're just peanut butter balls. Like, they're not going to kill you. And I was like, okay, fine. And then, like, jokingly, well, not jokingly, but jokingly to them, I was like, well, it wouldn't be the first time I've had balls in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I said that and because all my other coworkers besides him, because he had just moved to our crew. Right. They all know I'm gay and stuff like that, so everyone started laughing. And then him with his southern ass, he was like, "Man, why you gotta be so gay?" And I'm just like, and then everyone just kind of looked at each other like, "Yeah, oh shit," you know. Like he he kind of figured out that he knew that everyone knew I was gay, and he knew that everyone else was kind of looking at him like, "Oh, like why did you say that?" You know what I mean? Right. And so then I kind of was just like, "Hey, you know what?" I said, y'all talk about titties and shit and eating pussy. Like, how come I can't talk about the, like that kind of stuff? And then, you know, he did immediately was like, you know what? He was like, you're right. You know what? He was like, I'm not going to lie. He was like, that was a little funny. He was like, I'm going to give it that one. That was funny. Yeah. He said, but that did throw me off a little bit, which is understandable. <laughs> right. And fast forward later that year, I went to a wedding of my coworkers with my parents. And I ended up hanging out with him in his truck while it was raining, and everyone was sitting in their vehicles, because it was all outdoors, you know? And, you know, we kind of had a heart-to-heart. And then, just say that's how I roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I'm like, y'all roll like this, I'll roll like that. And so then, after that, oh, new subscribers. Hey! Two two new subscribers! Okay! But yeah, so I ended up having a heart-to-heart with him, not really knowing him that well, and then we just talked about a bunch of stuff, and you know now we talk every day you know it's 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 crazy and it sucks and it's nice but it still sucks that there has to be that like you said that grace period of like someone getting to know me before they can get close with me right so
0: well and i think too i don't know at least from my perspectives and my encounters is i i've never understood the whole straight man guard that has to be put up like i, I you're on a job site. You think that, like, someone... I, I, I just don't personally understand the mentality. I've never exactly. have. I've never understood the whole, oh, he's different.
1: Yeah. Like, and yeah like, like, are
0: you? Like, you're just... You're another guy. I'm another like, human being another... making
1: a living the way you're doing it. Yeah, like, Why the we're... fuck do you gotta make a big deal out of that yeah, shit? You know exactly. what I mean. Like, 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 we're trying to work here. We're trying to be professionals.
0: But it's a case... It goes back to another case-by-case case thing. Like, I imagine that gentleman who made that comment, he's probably never... Either interacted with someone who is, and all he has is all this information about how oh they're gonna try and fuck me
1: or they're gonna they go to pride festivals every year and yeah. this and that like, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a gay guy going to pride festivals every no. year, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong about being prideful being gay, but what I'm saying is that I hate that, it's and I'm not saying it's, it's a stereotype. They put me in that stereotype, and yes, I am gay. Yes, I have been to a pride festival, but I'm not. And I hate saying this because it's going to sound so fucked up and so rude and so close-minded. But I'm not that typical, annoying, feminine, like, I can get with any guy that I want to kind of gay guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's not who I am. And I don't associate with gay guys like that. Not in a rude way, just because I have had many friends like that in the past. But our friendships ended very badly because of fake personalities you know it's not the energy you want to be around yeah Yeah. you know and it's it's a good what i almost said it's a good energy to be around it's good for them you know good for them they're all loving each other's companies like those those kind of gay guys like everything's okay do what you gotta do be who you are you know it's not i'm stuttering a lot i'm sorry (laughs) but no i get what you're saying and i think
0: too like Kind of going back to with like what we're talking about YouTube influencers is like there's a point in line where like I've wondered if people are trying to fit a stereotype to feel comfortable. Yeah. Instead of just being their genuine self.
1: Oh, another new subscriber. I'm sorry. Like blowing up. What <laughs> blowing up. What if that's the video? What if yeah, what if that's the video that puts me on top? But anyways, as you were saying, there are people that fit stereotypes to be comfortable, but
0: Yeah, and I, I think there's not there's never a problem with that. But the problem lies with the people who aren't in that demographic, whether it be gay or, you know, whatever other category you want to talk about. Like, if you're not involved in that situation, you can't go in pretending that everyone is the same person. I think that's kind of what his problem was. He thought, like, oh, well, every gay person is going to be the same. Yeah. going to be this or that or this or that. Which there's not,
1: you know. I've met lesbians who are... You know, I don't know if this word is offensive, I don't know if I'm allowed to use this word, but there's lesbians who are very dykey, very butchy, you know, and uh, I have nothing against any of that because a lot of the lesbians that I've met, they're so cool, they're so funny. I've never met a lesbian that I hated, you know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like that's how it is for a lot of people, even straight men, you know, like there's a lot of lesbians that straight men love. But I've also heard this one situation that my dad actually told me about. He was telling me about this lesbian girl that he knows that used to work with him. And, you know, she's not necessarily a dyke. You can, you know, you can tell she's a girl. She's very feminine. But when guys on the job that he was telling me about found out she was lesbian, then they started treating her like shit and, like, treating her like another guy. You know, things like that. Yeah. It just, it's so annoying that it's, like... I'm not saying just because it's 2020 that you have to accept everybody because there are people that you know you don't get along with there are people that you don't like but it's like fuck it's like it's so crazy how like for me 10 years ago I would have never told my parents that I was gay and my mentality 10 years ago I would have never came out Yeah. that was my mentality but then I ended up coming out to them 3 years ago in 2017 Thanksgiving Eve actually and Honestly, as shitty as that night was and as shitty as that time was at the time, I'm so thankful that happened because now I can be myself for my parents and I can they can watch things like this yeah. about me and you know I can be they they accept me. And it's like if my strict cultural traditional parents can accept me, why is it so hard for these redneck ass middle aged construction guys to accept that? You know what I mean? Like Well right. And we're in twenty twenty now, we're like I, get, I agree with you
0: with the first part, right? Like, it doesn't mean we have, like everyone needs to have this immediate, you know, reaction. But That'd be nice, but, yeah. you know. We have to stop making excuses for people who are still hateful. Yeah. Because, like, the old adage, like, oh, they're old, they don't understand, or they're not with the times, or yeah. it was a different time when they were younger. All that says to me is that they aren't mature enough to learn and, and to, learn, to change their perspective. The change, yeah. Like, so I, I don't care if someone's 10 years old or 80 years old if you're unwilling to change your perspective or at least try and change your perspective that makes you a shit person
1: yeah and that's what that's what I have that's why I have a hope because my mom just said I love you Shiyaji." oh thank you Shiaji means like either my baby or Aww. my thing yeah yeah but no, yeah, so, you know, obviously someone like her and someone like my father who are very old school and stuff like that, if they can come around to finally accepting it, and what I mean by finally accepting it is literally the day after I came out, they were just like we love you, you yeah. know, like we realize you're our only son, and we realize that we can't change that about you, and it's your life, and it's not our life and, you know, they just told me they love me, and oh, it was so emotional, because that was Thanksgiving day, and we were, like, eating, you know, and things like that, like me, my sister, my mom, and dad, and you know, they both gave me a hug and kissed me on the cheek, and I don't know. It was just, it was so crazy, like how emotional and crazy it was the night before when it came out to them, and right. then, like, how much they switched and did a 180, and, like, oh, we love you, and I'm just like, oh my god, like, I literally had, like, everything planned. I was like, okay, I like, told my friend, I was like, hey, you get next room? Yeah, I'll come stay with yeah. you. Like, <laughs> like, I was, like, low-key gonna pack all my shit and just be like, okay, bye, guys. Like, you don't want to love me? Like, bye, you know, but then, like, they did that, and I told my friend, I was like, oh, I was like, listen, home girl, it's cool. Like, they're not they're <laughs> not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I feel like it's, it's nice because, like, a lot of my aunts and uncles and cousins now know and stuff like that, too, and it's like, in my eyes, everyone kind of already knew, but at the same time, they didn't really know. You know what I mean? Right. They kind of knew, but they didn't know for sure. And so that's why it's like, it's not like I was some straight dude who is like low key gay. It was more like yes, everyone knew my whole life, but it's like they didn't know for sure. But it's like now that they know for sure and they still love me, it's like okay, well you know what? Like we're chilling. You know? What yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, well, it's. I think especially knowing
0: you, like. I really think that you could break, a lot of people's discomforts. Yeah, you know, and even you're saying about the guy who. Oh, so
1: that's native life.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, the guy that you talked about, who you know made the comment or whatever. Yeah, like I think that you are so genuinely you, and you're so personable, and you're so able to just have a conversation with someone yeah. that you could, you could break down anyone who thinks they have this yeah. hateful yeah. look. And, you know, maybe that's what the world needs. Maybe they need someone like oh, you and you, yeah, too. Yeah, maybe, for sure. Because, like, it's... For me, I grew up in a situation where, like, I had... My parents weren't ever anti-anything. Okay. Which is great. Yeah, you know? that's like, very like, great. <laughs> like, they, they have their opinions about stuff. Like, you know, my dad, he's all like, oh, I don't want to see men making out on TV or whatever. Yeah. i like, I get that. Like, just change the channel. Like, Whatever yeah and you know but they've always been like well oh, we don't understand why people don't have equal rights like so like for me growing up in that environment i've never understood like hating someone because of how they live their life so it's so baffling for me to hear like because i have people now who i've talked to they're like oh i can't stand yeah. insert whatever it might be and i'm like
1: why can't stand it like do you use do you lose sleep over it at night yeah is it that does it bother you that fucking bad like yeah i'm just like why yeah and they're like whoa this this and this i'm like are you fucking idiotic like look around like Like, if everyone else around them is accepting and ever like if the world's changing like this then obviously they can't get over their own insecurities and their own problems about it and it's just
0: i'll give a story that was positive in the end. So oh, I have.
1: I gotta pee. Okay, go like, ahead. I'll be like one minute. Max. No, you're good. Take your, take <laughs> okay. your
0: time. I hold,
1: can... hold that thought, though.
0: <laughs> I'll talk to chat. Okay. Hello, chat. It's me. Thank you guys for hanging out, though, and thank you, uh, Calford's mom and dad, for coming and watching and supporting the show and supporting him. He's great. I love having him on, and, you know, I think that he... I hope that he sticks with this YouTube thing because I really think that whether he makes it you know makes it in the world of youtube and turns it into a career is one thing but i think that it will be good for him and i think people would love seeing him and listening to his stories and you know i think he would be able to help a lot of people which is especially in today's day and age when 2020 is so crazy you know a lot of people are scared a lot of people are afraid a lot of people are the in the worst situations they've ever been in their life and to have someone that they can go watch even for an hour a night doing some live stream or you know a youtube video they make can really change people's days and it's it's nice too that he shared the story that you guys were you know accept him for who he is because family's important and it's awesome to hear stories like that because typically you hear a lot of negative stories where it's the family's like nope you know throws their own kid out on the street and i i could never i can't understand that because i You know, I don't personally have any kids of myself, my own personal kids. Um, I couldn't imagine just, like, because they're different than I am, being like, no, you can't live here. Like, there's so many sad stories out there of that happening, and it breaks my heart. So, it's nice to hear a good one. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. (laughs) Back to your story, your positive ending story. (laughs) So, I had a... I don't talk to them anymore, and this isn't the reason why, but... Um, I'll leave their name out just for personal reasons, but he had a lot of very negative outlooks on trans people. Yeah. And, you know, I I can understand how it is probably confusing for people and they don't understand the mindset or the lifestyle or whatever. Yeah. But the the whole thing is, right, is like that person is just trying to live the happiest they could be. And if that is transitioning to a different sex or doing whatever they want, like it's not my, me saying anything on that opinion doesn't matter because they, I just want to see people happy. And my old peer was very negative. Okay. Very hateful, didn't understand it, was very disrespectful. And I looked, I talked to him, like, why? Why do you think those things? And he's like, well, why would they want to? Transition from a woman to a man, but then they're still gonna be in love with men Because it was they were talking about someone specific yeah, and I'm like Why does it matter? Yeah, like well it just doesn't make sense like they're already a woman Why wouldn't they just love a man like they already want men he's already a woman I'm like
1: I don't understand why you care Like yeah, why do you care? You're like I don't understand it either But why is it why is this a big problem for them? You well, know yeah, what I mean like And I told him, I'm like, what if tomorrow, I
0: was like, you know what? I think I'd be more comfortable as a woman, but I'm still going to be with women. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's different. I'm like, why is that different? Yeah, why is it different? different?" And he's like, well, I know you. And I'm like, oh, so that's the fucking thing. is You just are uncomfortable because you don't know that person? Yeah. Go fucking say hi. (laughs) Like, I think that's like the biggest problem is people are so, they have all these weird thoughts and feelings and they're so afraid to approach people who are different. Yeah. Just go say hi. Just be nice. Yeah. Like, Like, hey, I'm Wes. Nice to meet you. You don't have to understand. (laughs) Like, they don't have to understand it. Just be nice. You know what I mean? I don't have to understand a fucking thing about how someone lives their life. Me judging them or hating them and not knowing them
1: personally doesn't make
0: any sense. If that person ends up being a shitty person, well, guess what? I guess they're shitty, yeah. But you can't judge someone because of things that the decisions they're making to try and find their happiness and just say, Oh, they must be shitty,
1: yeah. That's wait, your girlfriend said just because you don't understand something doesn't make it bad or wrong. I think that's where people are flawed, yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, Absolutely. (laughs) and my my thing with the whole trans thing is like, so I've I have a trans uncle Mm -hmm. who, um. I don't know if I should call him my uncle or my aunt but you know and like um, growing up I've always loved I'm going to just say her because he looks like a her accent yeah, 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 yeah. I've always loved her my whole life but I, I know that my parents and her haven't gone along in the last four or five years things like that and recently they have rekindled their relationship oh, together Oscar. and you know they both admitted their wrongs to each other and you know they both talk again and I think that's I never saw that day coming to be honest you know when she had called me saying hey I'm at your house hanging out with your parents I was just like what (laughs) like my house because I was at my sister's house dying her hair for her and I'm like you're at my house like do I need to call the cops like what happened (laughs) y'all fight each other but no and then like I, I actually went and hung out with her I think last weekend or two weekends ago but um she told me like everything that happened that night everything they talked about and how everyone cried and stuff like that and It's nice to know that finally they're over their whole beef situation. Right. I personally never have beef with anyone because if it's not my beef, if it's not my personal issue, then I'm just still gonna love everyone. Yeah, of course. I'll listen to what they have to say, both both what they have to say, but I'm not gonna hate anyone or pick sides because that's not who I am. Right. Did someone comment? Treat people the way you want to be treated. My mom said that. Oh yeah, basically. Very true. yeah. 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 And that that goes back to the HR thing too. It's like I treated her the way I want to be treated with respect and I was nice, you know, but she obviously had no intentions like right. that back towards me. And I might sound like a hypocrite because I was over here like, Yeah, like you know, if you don't know someone's life or you don't know them personally, be nice to them. But it's like, yeah, I don't know her personally, but it's like she was a bitch to me, so I'm gonna be a bitch back, you know. Well, yeah, no, if she would have handled herself
0: better and treated you with the just even like common decency yeah. they would have
1: never gotten to that point and if they would have just said hey if that's too far for you to drive all you, like your only option is either like quit or do it and i'd be like okay well if that's my only option then okay. i'll quit yeah. you know but they just basically kind of had to like terminate me because of that in a way i mean yes i did quit in a way but it's like they couldn't be more clear about it right and I feel like as a human resources, they should be more understanding and more open about that. And yes, the guy, HR tried to transfer me and stuff like that, but he couldn't do it, you know? And he told me that they were all set up, but I don't know, I don't want to get back into that story again, but yeah, right. the whole trans thing. I have a story about trans people, about my aunt, I told you about that, whatever. But there was a trans person I went to high school with, I'm not gonna say his name because I'm pretty sure you know him, because you've said his name before and you know who he is, but, <sighs> so four years ago, I feel like four years ago was like my, kind of like my top of the game moment. You know, like I was getting it, I was debt free. I was, you know, like living my best life. I was buying all this expensive ass, like Fenty stuff, you know what I mean? Like I was doing so much four years ago. I was in shape (laughs) a lot better than I am now. And you know, this person who is trans, and I'm not saying because they're trans that this is why they acted, why they acted, but I feel like anyone would be jealous, but, you know, I was always hearing from different people that he was talking shit on me, you know, like, I'd have a friend who ran into him at the gas station, and, like, he would just bring me up, and right. I just, and mind you, at that time, I haven't talked to this person in, like, a year, so he was just kind of seeing me on social media, and seeing me on Snapchat, and seeing what I was posting and stuff, and it made me mad because he was over here talking about, oh, yeah, like, he's working in construction now. Like, he's making all this money. He's buying this, buying that. He thinks he's a fucking shit. But in reality, it's, like, as much as I don't want to eat my own ass, yeah, I was this shit. And, I feel like, right now, I still am this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm driving right. a nice car. You know, like, I'm, like, living my best life still. And it's, like, I can buy any bottle of liquor that I want and not give a shit about the price. And, but it's, like, I I ended up calling him out about it. Because he, in my eyes, he had no room to talk because he had Louis Vuitton purses. At the time, I didn't wear makeup, but he was wearing all this expensive makeup that he would tell me how expensive things were. And I'm just like, okay, you know, so like, in my eyes, I was like, okay, we both live in our best lives. We both grinding. we both doing what we want, you right. know. But he, the thing with him is his grandparents were buying a lot of the things that he had. Right. And I think he was just kind of like, not angry or not mad, but he, like me paying for all of my own things didn't sit right with him. So I kind of just called him out about it. And, you know, of course, from the shit I've heard, he was talking about me to my, and my friends would never lie to me, you know, or at least the friends who told me about this, they would never lie to me. And (sighs) someone's trying to FaceTime me. (laughs) I'm just going to let it ring. (laughs) But, um, no, so it's like, I called him out about it on a Because I tried calling him, he declined it, and I'm like, okay, you can't talk right now, that's totally understandable, so I sent him a long, detailed text message about what I was hearing and how I felt about what he heard, or what I heard, and he had totally responded by playing it off as like, oh, well, I didn't mean it like that, this and that, and I said, I don't know, like, the way these people told me what you said, how you said it, like, it sounded kind of, like, rude, you know? And then, like after a long argument, he ended up telling me, like, "Oh yeah, well, I mean, you do this, you post like this, you post what you buy, and this and that." And I said, "Hey, there's nothing wrong with working hard for what I have, and showing people who want to see it what yeah. I bought." Like, and then I told him, I said, "You have no arm to talk." I said, "You have Louis Vuitton handbags, you have Christian Louis Vuitton high heels, you have all this expensive ass." Like. Um, I don't know the brands, but all this and this and this, like this, these makeup brands on your vanity, like why are you so mad about what I have if you have equally the same amount of stuff, <laughs> you know what I mean, like right. in your bedroom? And it, it basically didn't end well, and so we just kind of, my friendship with him ended at that point four years ago, and it's sad because I see it as more of a jealousy kind of thing, you know? Yeah, because like we've talked about this situation before, and it, it's yeah. very... It's very strange because obviously
0: I only know a little bit of the whole story and your guys' friendship, but it does really seem like he almost felt like he deserved more. Like he should be getting something else or, you know, whatever it might be. And like it just sucks because, I mean, we need to be at the point now where we're hyping people up instead of trying to. Like, if someone has more than you, why would you look at it as a negative thing? Why not yeah. use that as, like, motivation? Like, oh, shit, he's doing well. Maybe I need to kick my ass in gear. Like, yeah. Why would you sit there and complain? Like, oh, well, fuck him. He's got this, this, and that. Like, why? Yeah. Like, if you're that mad jealous, go out and fucking grind Don't fucking it. work for it. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like... like
1: and that's how I see, like, a lot of the YouTubers, you know. I don't like a lot of the YouTubers that ha- are very big and famous and, you know, living their best lives right now. But, and I'm talking the beauty community-wise because, yeah. you know, I wear makeup. I watch makeup videos. But um, just because I don't like YouTubers doesn't mean that I want them to fail, you know. No, like, definitely If they're not. getting their money, if they're doing this and that, like, dude, do it. You know what I mean? Like, you're doing better than I am. And that's what motivates me to... Do what I do, you know, a lot of people don't like Jeffree Star right now because of the whole situation But it's like that's what motivated me to make YouTube videos because I don't hate Jeffree Star, but I'm not gonna be someone to talk good of him because of everything going on in the last year But it's like let's say for some reason he fell off and he you know was canceled as they like to say cancel culture you know, I feel like there's a lot of YouTubers who have fell off in the last year and it's like there needs to be new people to rise to the top, you know? Not necessarily take their spot, but it's like there needs to be newer people to uprise. You well, know, like when Shane Dawson became really big ten years ago, twelve years ago, I feel like that I feel like we're in that era right now on YouTube where there needs to be new people to rise to the top, you know?
0: Well, and I hope that whoever the new people are that do rise to the top, they make it less toxic.
1: Because yes.
0: that's the beauty community on YouTube at least that top 10%, very toxic. Oh, yeah. Very toxic, and like, I don't know if, you know, I I don't talk to these people, you know, I don't know how their interactions are, but, you know, I hope that they remember that a large portion of their audience are younger, and showing that much toxic behavior. Like preteens, yeah. Yeah, it's not healthy, because like, you don't want more toxic people to come about. We want to eliminate the toxicity, so. I, I hope that whoever that next... Another
1: subscriber. <laughs> Dude, it's happening. I know. I, I'm like, I, I keep, like, I see you I doing the see notification, and I'm just like, oh my god, another like, Remember us small people when you're on top. Honestly, <laughs> my cast actually told me that. She was like, remember when you're famous? And I said, you know what, like, for me personally, growing up here in this, I mean, this isn't a small town, but Utah's pretty small, you know? Yeah. I don't think I'll ever forget anybody, because I'll remember everyone... Whether I send you a text or respond back to your phone call, you know, as long as you have my personal phone number, I will always remember you. Right. Because you know? the street goes both ways. So yeah. let's say, hypothetically, I become YouTube famous. And let's say I say, okay, so I, I, I get a new phone number, and then I text all my friends who I want to remember. And I say, this is my new my new phone my, my new phone number. Sorry, I talk to you fast no, sometimes. No, yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> no, so I, let's say like happy. I I text my friends and I say, hey, here's my new phone number. Like, don't text my old number back because I'm not gonna have it anymore. And then whoever texts me back on my new phone number, that's who I remember. You know? Right. It's like that. Like the shit goes both ways, and so it's like.
0: <sighs> I think it's smart too to have that, like, because I always tell people that too. Because like you know, people are very nice and they're like, yeah, hey, when you blow up, remember I was here. And I'm like, yeah. I'll never forget the people who are here day one grinding it out yeah me, you know like and it that that's one thing that I've noticed and that's one thing that makes me really excited about the future is because not and I don't want this to come off as cockiness or arrogance but I know I'm going to make it yeah I know I will because I I, I will outlast everyone yeah whether I outsmart them or outwork them or whatever it might be will come to see but
1: I will outlast people. yeah And that's Mm. what I told you with my epiphany I had this morning about making videos and what got me to edit my video and post it. I feel like, you know what, like I'm I'm at that point where I'm like, you know what, let me just fucking do it. Let me be consistent with it. I have a lot of views and a lot of subscribers that are now coming in, and it's like... Well, it's the Jeffree Star thing you mentioned,
0: right? Yeah. He's been doing this for 15 plus years. Oh, yeah. And only in the past, what, maybe three, has he been who he is? Yeah. Like a household name? you know yeah it's like I I don't know you you don't watch much twitch right No. you know who dr. disrespect is no he so he's this really big he's like 6 8 tall guy pretty handsome um, and he has a character like he's always played this character named dr. disrespect he has like a black mustache like long black hair like, yeah and he's always like kind of like aggressive funny and he's probably one of the biggest people He's no longer on Twitch. That's a whole drama thing that I don't know much about. He was canceled, is what you're saying. Uh, I, I don't know, kind in
1: of. In some context like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's not on Twitch anymore, but he's on YouTube, and he's already like one of the biggest YouTube streamers in the world. Wow, okay. And uh, I always look at him as like the outlast thing because he has been doing the Dr. Disrespect character since like 2006. Yeah. Like a long time, and he... I I don't know I don't know if he's ever done like a documentary or a personal story, but I wonder how many times he's thought about like maybe this gimmick isn't going to work. Yeah, and then in the past, like, and now it, he's huge. It's worked. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just on Twitch last year, he was make he made like some like
1: twelve or thirteen million. Holy shit! You know, so like, it's so funny to hear that. Wait, hold on. She says just like how the government should be get on the t- get to the top, to then listen to how people let Get. your people replace you yeah exactly and it's like and when you say that i actually watched a video this morning right after my epiphany of this TikToker who was actually homeless mm. um, he was living out of his car and stuff like that and he had gotten over 1 million 1. 1.4 million followers overnight Jeez. and now his whole life has changed right. He's Not homeless anymore you know That's awesome and basically what his whole shindig is is that he makes Angry reactions, mm. but with his angry reactions, he says positive, uplifting things. So he'll he'll make video responses to TikToks, and he'll like there was this one that I saw that was a real icing a cake that she was making. She's like, okay, yeah, like I know, like you guys don't like some cakes that I make and this, and like here I'm like doing this cake, whatever. And she talks about her day, like oh yeah, like I took my dog on a walk, or I filled my car, like my car with gas, and she just you know just being honest about herself and her life and he says it in such an angry tone, but he says the most positive things in such an angry tone. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was very refreshing to watch that, because I've actually seen his TikToks and I actually do follow him before I saw this video, but um, it was so nice to see, like, he'll be like, that's good for you! Yeah. Or he'll be like, oh my god, like, or, like, he'll just, things like that, Be aggressive, nice. Aggressive, but nice and positive. And it was so uplifting to see someone be angry, but uplifting at the same time and that was so different and i feel like and apparently like he had lost his house because of some situation with the landlord and things mm-hmm. like that and and now he's getting brand deals and sponsorships and things because like, he has like two point something million followers on tiktok and i'm just like oh my god but overnight 1.4 million followers overnight That's crazy and that's kind of how I feel about myself. That's another thing that boosts me to just get off my ass. Well, not get off my ass was laying in bed, but I was editing this video. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's just edit this fucking video, do this fucking voiceover, and just <laughs> fucking just get it out there. Because all the people who have told me, like, yeah, you're so interesting. You're so this. You're so that. Just make videos. And I'm just like, you know what? It's Maybe, maybe it's time. You know? Who knows? Maybe I'll have my big break. And maybe I'll have you know, some sort of recognition on YouTube at one point. But what I mean, even if you get to like, you know, I maybe this video is it,
0: or maybe it's a different video, but even if you get to like 10,000 subs, like you could
1: steady oh, make good money. Oh no, there's people with 300,000 subs that make such good money yeah. and they live so lavish. They're driving Lamborghinis and shit. And I'm just like, okay, well, if these people with 300,000 subs, Compared to Jeffree Star and James Charles and Shane Dawson who have like 10, 20 million subs. Like, I could only imagine what I could make with even just 10,000 subs. You well, know what right. I mean? Right. Like, I mean, and it's all the different facets. Because that's
0: one thing that a lot of people forget is like, you know, you could look at like a popular Twitch streamer and be like, oh yeah, they make, you know, this much from their subs. Which, you know, if you have, let's say you have a thousand subs, you're probably making about three grand a month yeah but then like what's on the back end how much are they making from their youtube how much are they making from merch t-shirts you know
1: makeup
0: how much are they making from you know brand deals or hey i'm using this logitech keyboard yeah
1: i heard from jeffrey star in the documentary with shane dawson he disclosed that um he was like because shane dawson did like a free unsponsored giveaway for a makeup palette that had just come out at the time and Jeffree Star was like, oh yeah, like if Anastasia reached out to you, you could have made 200000 off that just posting it and saying go buy it. Yeah, And I'm like, holy fuck, $200,000 just for making a post on social media? Like, that's so much fucking money. You really start to see like,
0: how weird money is at those yeah. higher levels, because like, some of these companies, like, I remember it, and don't quote me on this, because I can't remember all of it, but I think it was one of the Paul brothers got a deal with Microsoft for the Surface Pro or something like that, and they paid him. It was like a hundred grand for eight seconds in a video. A hundred grand, eight seconds, eight seconds.
1: We could stop talking for eight seconds, and no one would even think it's awkward. Exactly, you know. So like. Well, that's the thing too. Is like, and 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 I th- I, I hear things like that, and I'm just like, okay, I don't even make two hundred grand in a year, right. you know. I make maybe 60, 70,000 max in a year with the amount of work I do for how much money I make. But it's like, and that's good. That's a good thing. But it's like, in my eyes, the way I see it is that um, the reason why I want to make YouTube videos so bad and I want to become this and become that, whatever. I feel like it's just, um, it turned off on the big screen. You're talking about Jeffree Star? My mom just said that. Hmm. um why did it turn out anyways so for me my biggest concern is not really about me it's about my parents and i mean that in a way of like my parents have always supported me throughout life you know growing up and things like that not recently but you know what i mean like financially they have when i was growing up they always supported me yeah Through even when they were struggling, you know, they always made sure that we had a roof over our heads, we had dinner on the table, and we had clothes that were to school. Right. But it's like for me now, I'm just like, damn, like now I want to take care of my parents now that they're getting older. And it's more like I'm waiting for that big break. You know, I'm waiting for making money through YouTube and doing this and that and like even 200,000 could fix so many problems in my life right now you right know, like... I
0: I haven't talked about this on any podcast yet so hopefully this isn't the obscure podcast that my dad's listening to right now because I guess this will give it away but my first thing that if I ever get or excuse me when I get a brand deal or you know get enough twitch subscribers to have the money to do this is like I want to pay off their house. Yeah, like I'll, that's all I want to do with my life. Like, you know, if it, if everything goes well, like I would love to be able to look at my dad back. Like, hey, you know I know all the these way? years you were fucking struggling. You, like, you know, <laughs> here's the check. You know, and I don't even yeah. care what he says or what he does. Like,
1: I just want to be able to do that. And if, like, if he wants to be humble and say no, we'll do it. You're like, no, take this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll fucking shove it in your mouth. Like, yeah, you know, and that's how I feel about my parents too. Is like, I mean. I don't like seeing this on live, but my parents are in a lot of debt right now, and I would for sure, the moment I start making money through whatever the fuck I do in life, when I become successful, I want to pay off their debt first, because mm-hmm. I know it took them a lot to become that much in debt, it took them a lot to support us their whole lives, so I would I would take care of their debt first, yeah. and then mine. You right. know? Let's say I get a brand deal, you know, let's say I pay off their debt, and then all of a sudden I fall off and I get cancelled or something. At least their debts paid off and then you know what I mean? Well, right. And I don't know. There's just there's just so many things in my head that I always think about successfully, you know. Right. Not really in anxiety way, but it's more successful like, oh my God, like this morning, you know, I was just like, oh my God, if I became a I could pay off their debt, I could my debt make up my sister's debt, you know, like I could pay off all of our debt and we would all be living good. Alys, the girl who said juice Oh yeah! That's her. Long time no see. She says hoi. We always said We say hoi like every time I answer for, like base time and stuff but yeah. That's her. It's 9 o'clock on a Friday we getting juiced or what? Yeah literally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and that's like that's exactly how I feel about my parents too is that I would I would pay off their debt first. The moment I started making money through anything whether I become successful through either making more money through construction or making more money through anything I would pay off their debts first because they were the ones who struggled longest, right. more than me. And let's say I pay off their debts and then, like, let's yes, get clean, let's get juicy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I always have daydreams about that now. Same. And I'm just like, oh my God. It's like, good motivation, too. It's good know? motivation. And that's why I posted that video I posted. And it's like, hopefully one day we both are successful. You know, we just both like. It'd be cool to link up in like five years and we're like, both successful. sitting here in like
0: some fucking fancy ass studio wearing fancy ass clothes. And we're just like, we have like
1: our own office yeah. and our own building. And we're just like, Hey guys, what's up? You know what I mean? like, We
0: both pair our parents dead off. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: You know, it, it'd be cool. Cause like, and,
0: and I think too, like as we get older, like that isn't that hard of a reality to really think about. Like, yeah. I mean, of course it's, it's not impossible. Yeah. You know? Cause I mean, if you really think about it, we know all these household names, but who were they before they started trying? Who yeah. was Shane Dawson? Who was Jeffree Star? Who was. They both Logan came from Paul? nothing. Yeah. Right? They they got where they are because of hard work, consistency, timing. Yeah. what's There's nothing stopping us from working hard, being consistent, and having good timing. Yeah. You know, it's a luck game now for sure, right? Like it's the luck game of, oh, well, the algorithm hit tonight and then this person saw it who is an influencer and retweeted it or something like, yeah, but you never know.
1: You just never know. You never
0: know that day when someone
1: hops in and And is like, Oh my God, that was hard for me to understand because always in my, in in the past before today, I was always like, damn, like I was always just like, you know what? No one's ever going to see this. No one's ever going to comment my shit. No one's ever going to fucking subscribe. But then I really thought about it. I was like, you know what? Who the fuck cares? Like if, Maybe the right person will see it and they'll retweet it. Maybe the right person will see it and subscribe. Maybe the right person will see it and they'll want to collab. You know what I mean? It's like, you just never know with this industry and with this kind of content and like this kind of work. It's very hit or miss, you know? Well, right. And then, well, there's that opposite side
0: too of like, there's a lot of people who are in the industry that we don't see the face, right? Yeah. Like how many people work under a Jeffree Star? Hundreds, I'm sure. Oh, he yeah, said, hundreds of employees. of employees are under him. So, like, what if like someone, one of those employees who isn't making videos, but he works his dream job, and he's like, this for guy, he might have what we want. Yeah, you know, or like maybe he'll be the next big name we can push, and then he reaches out because there's like that's the thing is there's so many people who also just see the dollar signs. Yeah, and they want to make dollars so they could go to you and be like, hey, we'll give you dollars. We're gonna get dollars. We'll all get famous yeah you know and I'm not I, I'm lucky in a sense that like I'm not in this for the money because I've never been a um, what's the word like I don't want a lot of things yeah like, don't get me wrong like if I had a lot of money of course I would drive you know my dream car and then you know yeah I would, I would dress better or different but yeah. I've never been one that's like you know I need a Bugatti and a Lambo and all this type of stuff and I don't need a 15 million dollar mansion so like financially I'm more lucky because like if I was making 100
1: grand a year I'd be happy yeah literally but my oh, sorry my dad just said oh you're okay so my dad said tell him how nobody fucks with construction so my dad is someone like me who is very unfiltered who doesn't really take shit from anybody right my dad has been fired from jobs before for just speaking his mind about things which is yes it's bad because you lose your job because of it but in a way it's good because people need to hear it you know yeah absolutely but it's like i'm tired of that i'm tired of people telling me how to live and how to work and salty frank oh i remember salty frank hey yo like Rico from Hannah Montana. Yeah. Ayo! <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> but no, like, I'm, I'm tired of people, like, that's, like, one thing, too, is, like, if I ever became YouTube famous and made money off of it, I would be so glad not to ever deal with anybody telling me how to act, how to work, how to basically be your own boss, you know? Yeah. And back to the whole thing, my parents, you know, supporting my parents and stuff like that, but I don't know. That's just, like, one thing that really sucks. Ayo. <laughs> is that, a, like, an emoji or something? Yeah. Okay. It's salties twitch emoji okay well yeah back to what you were saying though before i interrupted you i'm sorry <laughs> oh no you're fine i think i i kind of forgot what i was gonna say oh well
0: i, I mean to go with you know your dad speaking his mind and stuff it sucks because that's like a almost a lost art in 2020. like so many yeah. people are afraid to step up and tell people what they need to hear yeah and like it can be done in a respectful manner but still a strong like hey, coming
1: off is strong
0: yeah, yeah like- you know like it just sucks that people still take things personal, too. Because that's yeah. something I've noticed. Because in my workplace, it, it's not construction, but it might as well be in a sense. Because, like, it's similar environments. And, man, people are
1: still pretty sensitive. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, everything we talked about. The, the homophobic guys and, you know, these heterosexual men acting the way they do towards me. And, like, taking all this time to get to know me. And that's, like, you yeah, have Aikshar and things like that. And it's like, people are so fucking sensitive to accept the truth, you know? I mean, I'm a victim of that. i not a victim, but I'm someone who is guilty of not accepting the truth. I've I've had people who've told me straight to my face what I'm doing wrong and what's my issue. Yes, at the time it was wrong. Or not wrong. It was discouraging to hear that being said to my face. But then, you know, it took a few days or a few weeks to be like, damn... That I mean, person right. was right. No. You were right to say that. You were right to say this and that. You were right to come to me like that. Even at the time, I thought it was wrong. But, you know, it's like... I feel like everyone could just... Should just understand that, you know. And, like, whether they want to be right. As much as they want to be right. I feel like people... Especially in con- the construction industry. there You will meet a lot of hard-headed motherfuckers who want to be right. And who yeah. want to be the person... Above you and take dominance in a way. And I, for my father, I don't think it's, I mean, it's for me to him, it's like, yes, speak your mind, speak your this, but it's like, as sometimes it's like, you have to be employed, you know, you have to do this and that. But for me, on my end, now I know why he did what he had to do in the past, right? To speak his mind, whatever, like that. And to have people not fuck with him like that in the construction industry anymore. And it's like, now I get it. You know, it took me three, two years to understand that. But with how the HR treated me through my last company, I'm like, okay, father, now I get what you mean. When you've lost your jobs in the past. And I get what you mean when you've had to speak your mind to people. But, yeah.
0: It sucks (laughs) that it gets to that point sometimes, you know, that you have to really speak your mind in a situation where it does leave your job in jeopardy but i think that it shows a lot of character to still speak your mind because like the end of the day right we only have one life i'd rather be genuine to myself and my values than to submit to someone else's
1: who's trying to step on me yeah you know because like i don't like that you know if the hr was respectful And as much as the HR for my company could say, okay, well, this job is all staffed out, you have the job, and I want to have a way. If they were just respectful and understood me and listened to me the way an HR should, I'd say, you know what, if that's my only option, yeah, I quit, you know? I don't want to quit, you know? Like, the company I worked for, they have bettered my life in so many ways, mentally and, you know, financially, but it's like, if that's my only option, then I'm sorry. Then I had to leave, you know, and I just feel like a lot of companies don't know that, you know, they're just all about the bottom I, dollar. Yeah, and so, which is really shitty for my company. I'm not saying I'm not trying to hold this against them for the rest of my life, but so you know, you know NPR. Yeah, you know, yeah. So that the news company, they were actually on my job sites last oof. I think it was at like the last September or October, I don't remember necessarily when it was, or it might have been December, one of those months, but um, they came to me, you know, and we had the whole company, it was just for my company, not the entire job site but just my company specifically and oh my god, that one snuck out <laughs> watch this be like the burp podcast, the burp it's like, podcast. <laughs> it gets like 10 million views no, so um, so NPR came to my, my job site about my company because my company promotes mental health and things like that and mm. well-being and stuff like that. And when I found out what it was about, it was really about, like, suicide and, you know, suicide prevention, mental health, things like that. And I actually pulled my superintendent aside one morning before they showed up, and I said, hey, I was like, so I want to say a few things. And when they're here, I said, like, is that okay with you? And he said, no. He was it's okay. Like, yeah, like we're gonna ask whoever who wants to say something to like, you know, like let them share their stories. Like, that's really good. Like, you know, say what you need to say. And I said, okay. So he had actually pulled me aside, I think 10 minutes before they showed up. So I left my work area 10 minutes before they showed up, you know, whatever. And like, I was, he was just like, okay. He was like, so this is gonna happen. Like, and where we were all meeting up, there was nobody there. I think it was like five people there. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, sure, be open, be honest, like just be yourself, you know? So he knew I wanted to say something, and then, um, NPR like the news. The news people were there, like with their big, what are they called? Fluffy microphones. Oh, boom mic. Boom mics. Yeah. yeah. So they had their boom mics and things like that, and, like their big ass cameras, you know. And so, like, as he's talking about his, my superintendent was talking about his side of mental health and how he's dealt with depression and stuff like that. And then he's he was like, he told me this beforehand. He was, like, I'm gonna ask who wants to come to the floor to say something. He was like, when I see that, he said, you you tell me. Hey, I want to say something. So he had gotten done talking about that, and what he was talking about, and then I, he was like, okay, he was like, so does anyone want? Does anyone want to come to the floor to say something about mental health and stuff like that? And then everyone kind of looked at each other like deer in the headlights, you know. And I said. I want to say something. (laughs) (laughs) So then I like walk. Where is the other guy? Oh, you dropped by a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. He was here about what, an hour
0: ago? Yeah, he said hi. Yeah, he said hi, but he left. He typically works right now, so
1: he can't do the podcast on the weekends (laughs) normally. Oh, that's sad. Poor thing. I actually really like him. He's like, not that I'm saying you're not funny, but he's really funny. (laughs) I know, I know. No, so yeah, like, so I had said, like, yeah, I want to say something. And oh my God, when I tell you, seeing everybody that I work with bosses, co workers I've never talked to before, everyone's eyes on me was so, like, not intimidating, but it was so nerve wracking. Oh yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God, sorry, someone texted me. Oh, it's an old friend. Um, anyways. So, um, I basically went over like, cause really the argument or not the argument, the segment was over suicide prevention and mental health. And, you know, I had just said like, oh, okay. You know, like I was suicidal about a year ago, whatever. Cause this was last year. So 2018, yeah, 2018 was the last time I ever could like try to commit suicide. And I had talked about all of that and what had happened, and waking up in the ER, and because I thought I'd die, but I didn't because they, you know, brought me back to life. <laughs> and sorry, I don't want to cry, but like, <laughs> it's just like I talked about all of that stuff to them, and it's like I opened up so much to so many people that didn't really know me for me, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, I just opened about all that and I opened up about like being even I even brought up being gay in construction. I just said yeah, like I was like being gay in construction really takes a toll on me sometimes because I feel like I'm not accepted here and I feel like I'm not wanted here and you know, I brought up all that and I just told him I was like, You just have to be open about your feelings you have to be honest, you know, if you need to find someone to talk to you, I said, There's always someone to talk to, you know? And I just said find someone to talk to because talking to someone always makes you feel better Mm. you have to admit that right absolutely and I basically said that out loud in front of my entire company and then after that like I just said yeah I said so now I'm still here to this day and I was like the last year of my life has been one of the happiest lives that I've ever lived as an adult and I'm very happy that I'm here and I'm alive and everyone started clapping everybody was clapping. it was so weird to like, it was, cause there's other superintendents who've made little speeches and stuff and everyone's kind of just like. Yeah. You know like. You, you rocked the whole room. Yeah, like yeah. every, yeah, and like everyone is so interested in it and like everyone was just so into it and like every, like hearing a fat applause from everybody who works with me was so like, in a way, life changing. You know, I was like, right. oh my God, like everyone really listened, everyone's so proud. I had gotten several Facebook messages, Snapchat messages. The one that really hit me hard was um, so my boss's wife at the time he was she was working with us, and she had told me over Snapchat text that she was like, "Your story broke my heart." She was, I was tearing up the whole time. She was like, "Your boss was tearing up the whole time," and this and that. And I was like, "Damn! Like these people really listened to you. You know what I mean? Like they really cared about me and this and that." And, after that the whole day i had different guys who i thought didn't like me and they were just kind of like hey like i respected your story they shook my hand or they gave me a hug or whatever and they were just like yeah like you know that was that was very like heart opening to me and this and that and i was just kind of like damn you know and at that point like after that day you know and even even my boss at the time he was very like he was a hard-headed guy who was very like macho and this and that. he gave me a hug, you know, and I, <laughs> that's very funny because I've never ever, like, he's like the kind of guy that you would never see give anyone a hug. Right. And he gave me a fat hug and he says, I didn't know that about you. Like, I'm so sorry if I've ever been rude to you. Which I wasn't looking for any anyone to be apologetic or no. You know, like, it, that wasn't the issue or the plan, but it's like to see someone who's very hard-headed the way my boss was at the time, he says, "I'm so sorry if I ever seem disrespectful towards you and this and that." And I said, "No, I was like, you're never disrespectful." I was like I've, I was like, I understand the way construction bosses can be, and that after after that last year changed my entire life at work. And that's when I genuinely love my job because after that so many people so many guys i thought didn't like me were like they'd say hi to me you know and they'd you know sometimes they'd even be like oh like i'll pay for your breakfast you know and i'm just yeah. kind of like oh my god like you don't have to do that and i'm like no it's fine like don't pay for my fucking <laughs> breakfast and they would like no like let me pay for it and i'm just like and we would have like little arguments and yeah, the little yeah, yeah. the little food truck that comes to work and i'm just kind of like okay like whatever you offer like don't get mad you know but ever since then it's like I've even had, like, the safety lady, like, I've had other HRs for the company who've come to me about things like that, and they're like, oh my god, we heard your speech, we heard this, we heard that, and it's like, that, like that's so nice, that's so beautiful, and this and that, and, you know, even the the safety lady of the company, she, like, emailed me, like, where to find the link and stuff like that, and I don't know, it was, job-wise, it was very uplifting, you know, And seeing all the comments on that specific segment, it was like, oh my god, this got so many positive reviews, and it got posted to NPR's Twitter and NPR's Facebook. That's awesome. All of the comments and responses, I did not see one disrespectful comment or anything, and I was like, oh my god, like people love me. (laughs) I don't know.
0: I I think it's cool that you did that because I mean, and I respect it because as a man. You know it's still so taboo to talk about our mental health because we have to be the strong strong and, and independent be, yeah yeah when in reality like a lot of men like they go through it you go know? through it you know and like i've had times of my own you know thoughts and situations and like what helped me is exactly what you said it's finding someone that you can trust talk to. and can talk about you because know. like you know when you air out your dirty laundry your dirty laundry <laughs> and your mental state like is you you're not necessarily even looking for a response from someone you're just like this person's listening like yeah am i am i that fucked up in my head or is it just like do i need to tell someone and they'll be like yeah. no like it's it's fine yeah you know and i've been trying to push mental health quite a bit here on on the podcast just because of how how great it is to like be a man and be comfortable talking about your emotions cuz like there's still that mindset of like emotions need to be and makes you weak it makes you a baby or the old school way makes you gay which i'm sure is just i don't know that that one's always bothered me but yeah you know it's it's not manly to cry or it's not manly to say that you're fucked up right now like
1: yeah it's quite the opposite
0: it actually makes you less manly to be able to talk about your mental state literally yeah like, it's like
1: one of those days, the phrase "just guys being dudes" is gonna be two homies crying to their soldiers, and that'll be a good day. Literally, like,
0: well, and as much as memes are memes, memes have really actually changed a lot about masculinity because, like, there's always memes of like, oh, me and the homies on a Friday night. What, what's expected? And it's like partying, and then it's like the reality and we're all crying, talking about our emotions, yeah. like, because it's gotten to the point now where our generation has realized like. Yeah, you know, we're all kind of get fucked up a lot of the time. Like Yeah. emotions it's life
1: is harder than it seems. Yeah, dude, it really is. Like and I feel like I feel like when I gave that little speech, like a lot of people it changed a lot of people's perspectives about things and like that would be a great day. Yeah. It would. <laughs> But yeah, and I feel like a lot of people ever since then, like, I don't want to say I became a therapist, but a lot of guys would come to me who I never talked to before, and they would talk about, oh, like, problems with the girlfriend, and, like, obviously, they know I was fucking gay at that point, point, so they're like, oh, like, so, I mean, not a lot, but, like, there was, like, two or three guys who came to me saying, like, okay, well, you know, you're gay, like, you understand girls a lot more than I do, like, what, what does this mean? And I would give them the best advice that I would give them, you know? And then, like, I I date back to times when I would work on the road with my dad, you know, because before this job, I was always, like, going to different states, working with my father in, like, North Dakota, Wyoming, the most, like, redneck states, you know? (laughs) And it makes me think, like, back, like, damn, like, these, like, I hate saying this. I hate saying the word redneck because, yes, they are rednecks, you know, and, like, but it's like so many redneck guys I've worked with in other states like that, where the whole yee situation is like really big. They've been so fucking rude to me, you know? And it's like, and yes, it's like, they don't know I'm gay or maybe they do, who knows? But it's like, I've worked with welders and things like that who I've helped and they were just so fucking rude. I remember telling my dad stories when we were working in Wyoming how like rude one of the welders I was working I was like oh my god fucking so and so was so fucking rude to me then he fucking this and that and my foreman actually in Wyoming when I was working with my dad because me and my dad got separated because my me and my dad I kind of go with him on jobs as like his helper yeah you know because he my dad's the welder and I'm the fitter and we kind of like I kind of do his prep work and then he does the welding but on this specific job in Wyoming, we got separated. So he was he was given a different helper, and I was given a different welder. And this welder was based in Wyoming. He was born and raised. Born and raised, you know what I'm saying, child? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But he was always so rude to me in every lunch break that I... Because me and my father would just sit in my car for lunch and like eat our sandwiches or whatever the fuck we were eating for lunch, and... I would tell my dad everything and like I don't want to say that my dad didn't care because I know my dad cares because I know my dad cares about me genuinely but my dad would kind of give me the sort of like inside of like just brush it off you know which is true yeah like this is a job we're all making a living just brush it off you know like you can't change anyone's opinions but there was one day I had fucking freaked out so my boss My father and I, we had the same foreman, boss, whatever you want to call it, and he had a wife, I'm not going to say her name, but um, she loved me, you know, she knew I was gay, things like that, like we kind of connected with each other in that way and she would always work with me sometimes and there was this one day she was telling me, she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm a badass. Like, I don't give a fuck. She's like, I fucking hate when Dave tells other guys to fucking help me. Like, I I can do things with my fucking self. And she was carrying a wooden pallet by herself. And the welder that I was working with, he was like, why are you just watching her work like that? Go fucking help her. And then I said, dude, I'm like, what do you mean? I was like... You go help her if you're that worried about it. But that's me knowing that she wants to work the way she works, you know. And I would not have said that back to him, not knowing her. Because I'm always down to to help women, you know. I'm always down to, you know, if I see a girl on a construction site, I will always help her. But that's also miscommunication, you know. Like, he didn't know that. He didn't know I was gay. But you know, and I dis- i didn't disclose that to him that she wanted to work the way we worked. You know, she wanted to be a powerful woman. You know, and so I basically argued with him for about ten minutes, and then I was just like, you know what? I was like, it's lunchtime. Fuck you. Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take lunch in my car. And then the whole time in my car, I vented to my dad. I was like, oh my god, like so and so said this and that to me about so-and-so, and, and, like, she wanted to do this and do that and, like, doesn't want help from any men. And, like, which is weird because, like, him, my welder, and my boss, me and my dad's boss, they were very close friends, I guess. So it's, like, if they're very close friends, that's funny that he didn't understand that she wanted to work like a man, you know? And that's what I love. Like, what I really love is powerful women, you know? Powerful women who will work as hard as a man will. And I will embrace that, you know? It, but if they're not like that, I will be more than willing to help a woman do her job in construction. And basically, I just kind of fought with him the rest of the day, and then a day or two later, we just drug up, we quit, and we were just like, fuck this place, you know? like Cause my dad was not liking who he was working with either. So we just basically just were like, Okay, fuck this job, guys. Right. And then but I was applied for college at the time, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to college soon, so whatever fuck it and then college was a flop. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went for like, I don't know, less than a semester and then I was like, Okay, well, fuck college <laughs> 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 Yeah, college is
0: yeah, that's a whole different topic for hours we could talk about, but yeah, I to go back to what I said early on about we can't keep letting you know just because of if someone was raised in a redneck area or someone was raised in an area where they're less culturally accepting of you know whether it be LGBTQ
1: or, or Mexicans or black people yeah, yeah yeah
0: it we can't continue to let that be a a slip and be like oh yeah well they're just raised in a different area it's like no, no like, that's, <laughs> that's bullshit that's being fucking lazy about us trying to Help them realize their flaws. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's a flaw. It is. And if a they flaw. if they refuse to see that they have a flaw in their thinking, then they
1: have deeper problems. Yeah. You know. Now that you say that, I'm gonna make this quick because I don't know if we have to end soon. But yeah, I'd probably I probably have like ten minutes. Okay. So let me make it quick. So there was a guy that I used to work with at where my old job was um so he posted a status about a year ago i think after like it was way after me and him had like gotten to know each other you know and i don't know if me getting me and him and getting to know each other will like post like causing the to post this but it was way months after so i think he was just you know kind of fed up with a bunch of stuff but he basically told me he was like yeah he was like i was raised like this i was raised to think this was wrong i was raised to think this was right and He just says that as you get older you have to unlearn these things, you have to unlearn stereotypes, you have to unlearn homophobia Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of comments from people that grew up in the same area that people he was friends with and they were trying to justify homophobia, trying to justify racism and he had spent about three days explaining back to all these people back and forth about unlearning homophobia and unlearning racism and things like that and I had talked to him about a week after that set was posted and I said whatever happened with that he was like honestly he was I just blocked all of them oh good for him and I'm like okay you know good for you you know like you, you got your point across about what you needed to tell them and you know they heard what you had to say explaining unlearning homophobia and racism but it's like that's so shitty that there's people that you know personally who will defend that kind of things, you know, and it's...
0: The crazy part is this, and I don't remember if I talked about this on a podcast or a pre-podcast or whatever, but I had a group of people here, and it was right right after George Floyd's passing. Well, excuse me, when George Floyd got murdered.
1: Murdered, yes.
0: And you know, everything was going on and we all sat down and were having a discussion about it. It was, I think it was pre-podcast. Like we just wanted to talk about. Before you went live. Yeah. We just wanted to talk about it because it's, it was, it's sad and crazy and it still is sad and crazy. And we were kind of all reflecting and we're like, all of us in the room were white at that point in time. And all of us knew someone personally that's racist still. Yeah. So, I mean, if people want to argue, like, oh no, racism is
1: dying or racism's dead, it's not dead. It's far from it. I have a friend who's very accepting of blacks and Mexicans and Latinos and things like that. Her grandparents and her parents are very racist towards people of color. And she literally called me one night, crying her eyes out because she says, "Why does my family have to be like this?" Like I try to explain to them, try to open their minds up, but they won't understand it, and it's so sad to see that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, but, but sorry, I want to mention that. But back to your story. Oh no! I mean, we,
0: it was just we were sitting here talking about it, and we're like it, you know, we were kind of like having a just like a deep discussion about just the before we went realities. live. Yeah. yeah. Before we went live, and I was like, I sat there and thought about, it and I'm like, I got someone in my family who's racist. Yeah. I don't associate with this person. It is 100% due to that. Yeah. And then everyone else is like, oh, yeah, we have someone in our family, too. Yeah. So, like, it's it's much more common than people think, think it, is. it is. And yeah. then it's also very, like, not – like, a lot of people are very not outspoken about it but still have yeah. that racism. And it's just – and we could have that whole conversation for another podcast, right? Yeah, literally, but the, for right now, we're limited on time. Yeah, we're yeah, a little yeah, limited am, on time.
1: What's up? I have a controversial thought about racism. What's you up, really? T-Poker? poker no. y- You're welcome to share. Um,
0: You know, I... I don't know. It just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, Yeah. Um, some of my best friends are Spanish. Some of my best friends
1: growing up were black. Yeah. Like... Like you know it, what's funny about it's just... me? I actually, before I moved to Utah, I considered the city because the hometown that I grew up is considered the city to the reservation, but it's really not the city because it's very secluded. It's very close to the reservation, you know, but it's like, it's still a predominantly Native American school and stuff like that. So right. I never knew anything about... Blacks, Mexicans, Polynesians, things like that. So moving to Utah in 2009, it was so weird seeing all these different ethnicities to me. But it's like when I had started learning Spanish, which was about 10 years ago, um, I didn't know that my friend group was going to be predominantly Hispanic, you know? and i have so many friends who i have who are predominantly latin and i have friends who i've gone on vacations with with their families who are you know mexican whatever and it's so crazy to me because it's like if i grew up in the reservation i'm not saying their reservation's a bad place and it's like i'm not saying they're racist because obviously my parents aren't racist but it's like for me i feel like if I had never moved to the city, I would never have learned about all these different cultures. I have friends of all ethnicities, black, white, Mexican, Bosnian. Yeah. I have Irish friends. I have French friends. You know, I have oh, yeah. so many friends of different ethnicities and cultural backgrounds. And it's like, I'm very glad we moved to the city, even though in my culture, like a lot of my cousins call me whitewashed and things like that. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? Like at least... Yes, I'm whitewashed, but at least I know my own language, you know, well, and you're cultured. Yeah, I'm yeah. cultured I'm learning another language as we you know and I have Bosnian friends who tell me little slings and things like that And their language like I'm over here trying to learn as many languages as I can before I die You know, what right. I, mean? like, I want to be educated in every la- in every culture before I die and Especially, like, black culture, too. You know, like, I told you, like, I braided, you know, I, I braided hair before for black girls and stuff like that, and, like, they tell me about their culture and their heritage and what braiding hair means to them, and I respect that, you know? I, I, I To me, I feel like it's, it's less than cultural appropriation, and it's more of cultural appreciation, you know? I agree
0: 100% because I've actually, <laughs> I've never talked about this before either on stream just because
1: I don't really know how to go about it but like and it's kind of controversial too you know you could talk about it respectfully and someone will twist it over and say yeah. oh you're being disrespectful so <laughs> i grew up where i was i have been more
0: exposed to black culture being music comedy yeah movies you know everything a little bit more dominant like more african-american ran like I, yeah i love rap music i grew up listening to rap music I grew up every night watching The Cosby Show. And BET. Pride, yeah, BET. Yeah, and BET, yeah, B-E-T gr- was a day one for me, yeah. too. I grew up watching The Cosby Show pre him drugging people. Well, not pre, but, like, before we knew. Yeah. You know, I grew up watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, all of the... Um, what was the... I can't remember the other two big ones. It, like, I grew up watching all those shows and seeing how all these different families interacted and how they portrayed themselves and, like... I've always, like, I don't consider myself part of any culture because I'm just a white kid in Utah. But I am so, I love
1: experiencing. You're you're educated.
0: Well, I, I just love experiencing other cultures. I love listening to, you know, from Norwegian folk music to African music to, you know, Japanese j-pop k-pop yeah stuff
1: like that and
0: i just don't know why in 2020 i'm not allowed to embrace it and it kind of hurts my heart sometimes it's not that you're not allowed
1: it's more like i feel like there's a lot of white people who do like to listen to it i feel like for more for me and i can't speak on the black community or the arabic community or anything like that but for me i feel like as long as you're appreciating it it's okay, but there's also a difference between appreciation and appropriation. Of course, like but I, th- it, I think where I get
0: confused, right, is like the early days of Post Malone, and him going on. Uh, I don't remember the name, the guy's name, but he was, you know, saying Post Malone's appropriating their culture. Yeah, is being a white rapper with dreadlocks appropriation or appreciation? Yeah. That, and I know that conversation can be had on both sides, and I don't know. I don't know.
1: Right? I don't want to get into that right now, but I get what you mean. Right, and I know? don't. I don't
0: want to get into it either because I don't have an opinion on it because yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't have an opinion either. You know, like you know, he's a white guy, but it's like I don't. I don't want to get into it because no real limit in time. But it's like someone said, I don't think there should be black music or black shoes or Chinese food or Indian garments we're all human it should just be music or shows why does it have to be classified race i i understand his approach and i'm very open-minded to it but to me i think it's fine for
0: a culture to be prideful of what they create yes i don't have a problem with that but i guess i get what you're saying tv poker with like i guess labeling it as something specific, kind of like
1: how people a lot of white people like to um classify native american as alcoholics you know like the there's like that appro- not appropriation but it's like there people like to na- classify native americans as alcoholics but there's so many native americans out there who aren't alcoholics oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah so it's it almost sucks. like a stereotyping of... yeah it sucks that we get put into that stereotype and things like that but,
0: we'll end uh, with uh, tp poker's um, comment here so TP Poker said during the time of 9-11 people were profiling Muslims and Arabs because of the tragedy, tragedy. Americans need to qualify a reason Why this happened and many were on edge when we saw an Arab person the racism stems from experiences people Experiences people have with others if I'm walking down the street and an Asian guy robs me. I'm probably Going to be on edge whenever I see an Asian dude you're right exactly and indifferent, it's yeah I get that I, I I see what you're saying to a point I think that it's just I guess from my perspective right like let's say Calford robs me okay yeah I'm gonna be like wow I kick Wes's ass or some shit I'll like that. be like wow Calford's an asshole I'm not gonna think that all Native Americans are assholes. yeah you know and that, that's kind of, that's my perspective on it. Cause like, like, yeah. And we see that a lot on news, sadly, where we'll see a lot of all the, well, not as much right now, but like pre like 2015, it was always on the news. Like, oh, African-American robs this or shoots this or does whatever.
1: And then that's what caused the stirrup of people well, being scared about. Alabama. You know, like, it, it, in exactly, a way. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yes. Like then now it started creating the stereotype when that's not the reality that
1: just maybe that guy was bad. Maybe that guy was a piece of shit, but
0: who knows what was he doing it for? But
1: when okay, I don't want to get controversial because we're running low on very like we're running very low on time. But whenever a white person does something, it's so very minimal to hear about their um, consequences. And I don't hate white people, but I just wish they could experience the same consequences that colored people experience. You know.
0: Well, I agree with you because let's let's look at this. The last what?
1: Four or five mass shooters are all white and they're all still alive. Exactly. But then you have people like George Floyd, who, yes, he did something wrong by faking a twenty dollar bill, but it's like if a white person did that, they'd still be alive to this. Yeah, I mean we're we're talking twenty dollars for someone's life. Exactly.
0: That's the thing is there's no quantifiable amount of money for somebody's life. Exactly. But no. if you want to end this,
1: go ahead. Go yeah, listen. no, we can we can call. I gotta get out of here, but Yeah, I gotta go home too. We I can mean, I don't gotta get home, but I mean I wanna go home and tell my parents about all of this. Yeah. Knowing that they watched it So <laughs> Yes, thank you. Calford's parents for Thank watching. you guys. Mom and Dad, I love you guys so much, but thank you guys to everyone who has commented and who has there with us this whole conversation. Yes.
0: It's been a good one. We'll be back. Um maybe in a couple is weeks. Your,
1: what is your YouTube channel? Oh, so my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash my name. So it's like Calford Zahnie, C A L F O R D Z A H N E. No spaces, no periods, no underscores. Just, I just posted a video today for the first time in like five years. So go watch my new video. <laughs> yep. Love you too, TP Poker. Everyone
0: here, be burnt, Salty. Um, I'll be back later. With More content and then your
1: girlfriend said, Calvert, tell us where they follow you. Yep, yeah, basically, all any social media you want to follow me on, it's just my name, Calford Zion. Like I said, no spaces, no comments, nothing. <laughs> nothing. You got all the OG. I'm so original <laughs> that I don't have to make up <laughs> numbers and shit with <laughs> those damn underscores, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll
0: talk to Calford and we'll try and get another date set up where we can either continue this conversation or talk about other. Crazy stuff going on in the world. So thank you guys again. Make sure to go sub to his channel. Um, If you're listening to this on any other platform, YouTube, Podbean, Apple, Pandora. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Pandora on there now. Oh, Pandora. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio. All those places, if you're listening there, hey, nice to meet you. Come watch us live sometime. All the links will be down in the description of where we are live, as well as Calford's YouTube channel will be in that description as well. Same. So thank you guys. Have a good night. Bye.